Theoretically, we are going live. We are live. You probably have to, hit live. The, you have to hit the intro there. Where's the intro? I don't know. You're on the. You're on the drive. half radio plaza at life media studios hello folks welcome back to real country radio congratulations detroit you can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself the homicide tool has reached a nice even 750 details on the latest leveling from police sergeant coming up now we're gonna start off the set with in the morning Hitless Tigers could use this guy's talent. Have you had time to get ready? <clears throat> I don't waste any time getting ready. I stay ready. <laughs> I love that. That that intro never gets old. Well, yeah. you got the inmates running the asylum tonight. Charles is uh, Charles pinched a sciatic nerve, so um, he's um, quite uncomfortable. And uh, so he said, hey, guess what? You guys get to learn how to podcast tonight. So bear with us. We are. But we got some good guys and some patient guys to uh, hang around with us uh, while we do it. One of them who apparently is juggling his phone right now. Hey. (laughs) Hey, how are you, buddy? Pretty good, you? Good. All right. So why don't you guys go, go kind of around the digital room and introduce yourselves just for those who don't know. Robert Danner, checking out team. Ryan Anderson's brother-in-law. I'm Ryan Anderson, and I am checking out. <laughs> <laughs> DJ McCullough. I don't know. I'll have to do a little bit of everything. Fair enough. Fair enough. How are we tonight, boys? Good. Good. Is the tractor in one piece currently? Or better question, how many pieces is it in? Well, only two. It, yeah, it's in some different states right now. Okay. That's fair. Just, is just one of them dock. shaped like a mitten? Yeah, no. no. Not, yet. Right. Not, not yet. yet. It's at the surgeon. Just getting some heart work done. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, what is, is this kind of the routine, you know, basically, you know, postseason Tear it down, go through it, make sure we're everything's still happy, or fix what's not happy. Pretty much, just figure out what we need to do and what getting little bugs we've had been battling worked out, and all that type of stuff. So just routine maintenance, basically. Good deal. No major changes then. Oh, we're always looking for major changes. Well, yes, I know that. <laughs> I I know that. And for those of you who don't know, Ryan. 
Um, I guarantee you, he's got like 17 changes that he's about to make. And it usually, it seems like it usually pans out for him pretty okay. At least it has in the past. And usually we always debut those changes at Midwest Winter Nationals, right? We've we've done a lot of that, yeah. How many years have you been going to that event? Uh, We started probably the year they started. We've been going since they've took off. So what year did they start? 2006? Five. Five? I started polling in 2006, and we've been there every year except the year that we switched from uh, Pro Farm to Super Farm when we made the changeover. We missed. Gotcha. We've been there every year since. How many wins? I'm not asking you to brag, but brag. How many class wins? Probably... Four or five in Super Farm and probably three in Pro Farm or four? Probably four in Pro Farm. Yeah. Probably getting close to ten, I'd say. So, yeah, we've got a pretty good track record there. What is it about what is it about the Midwest Winter Nationals that you guys just seem to click with? Because I've been there for I've been there for a lot uh, a number of them, probably six maybe seven man i mean no I, when i saw you, the first time i met you guys you were uh you were super farm so i didn't see any of the i don't think i saw any of the pro farm days when did you guys switch 2008 was our first year of super farm so yeah so i wasn't i didn't go to i didn't get to gordyville until 2016 i think so yeah, you guys, you guys had it, you know, fairly under control at that point. We went from Pro Farm directly to the Champions Tour in Lucas Oil, so we didn't even pull Midwest. We just went right to Champions Tour. What they was that a, like? They had an it's like going from slid right in there. So nice. Did you guys do any uh, sheet metal changes at, at that change, or is it still the same as when you started? No, 2005, we, we went from a 1066 uh, Pro Farm. You know, that's, when we to the, that's when we switched to the 1256. So we did Why that 1256 sheet metal? Well, you know, there's, we liked the 56 just because it was a little different. Everybody had a 66 at the time, especially in Pro Farm. So mm-hmm. we just wanted to mix it up a little bit. We still wanted to stay a little old school, but... Uh, you know, there were some 1456s around and just not very many 12s. So we decided, you know, we want to be something a little bit different. That's and, fair. And did the fenders start out with fenders or did it, those get added? No, it started with fenders. So when we uh, made the switch to the 1256, Bub and DJ and all of us, we kind of put our heads together and decided that we would just. Want well, to do something a little different. A lot of our guys around here, you know, row crop farms, so a lot of them had fenders on their tractor back in the day. But we wanted to put a little bling to it, so that's where we came up with the stainless idea for the for the front fenders. Just set it apart so people knew it was ours versus somebody else's. And if I'm not mistaken, Adam made those for you, didn't he? Actually, Hasley made them. Okay. Originally. And uh, they, they turned out pretty good, but we had some 
burn marks in a weld in a metal frame underneath a stainless fender is kind of hard to do so they had some marks and blemishes in them and that was really I met Adam at a pole in Buffalo New York and he was looking for a ride to go to uh, Bowling Green Ohio we kind of got to be buddies and got to talking and I said well our semi is going that direction if you want to go to Bowling Green hop in let's go so he hopped in the semi never really hardly met us and rode with us to Bowling Green and that was that was the history of that he That's still talks true, uh, about that once in a while on the phone yeah so it was it was fun that's what happened so i could polish that out and fix all that for you so i boxed up my fenders and sent them to new york and they come back beautiful you guys have seen adam's work it's amazing what he can do yes yeah. his his stuff is amazing that's a yeah. true uh road trip when you don't really know the other people that well to jump in and say all right let's go because uh, yeah. you know for, <laughs> It's not a it's not a short like thirty you know thirty minutes to an hour road trip from from New York to uh, Bowling Green so yeah uh, and at the time the semi didn't have any seats in the back even you sit on the bed yeah so, yeah now, correct me if I'm wrong that same year is when you went and made everybody mad at Bowling Green and won the session right yeah we went, we went over there really didn't know what we were doing we kind of had an idea how to tune it but we never dined it with anything so we made a couple changes in the trailer on the way to the pole and wheeled in there about. 10 o'clock in the morning, got teched and showed up and we won that session. And he so. thought twice about, did I, did I ride in the right trailer to get here? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a fun trip. That's a neat story. We weren't able yeah, to Yeah, that's a heck of a road trip. I mean, you, I, did he even know how he was getting back? Well, we talked about it on the way there. He's like, you know, am I going to fly? And then we decided maybe it was better i think he ended up just rented a car and i think he drove back if i remember right all right but yeah that was a big topic of discussion on the way there you know about halfway there he goes you know how am i going to get back home you know, <laughs> i'm going to come up with a plan so kind of come up with a plan on the fly that and yeah i can see i can see adam doing that so and making it work too and i'll bet he and, and i'll bet it was a great trip down and it was how many were how many of you were there at the time what do you mean it's, in the, i mean how many people were riding in that semi do you mean you haven't stacked six deep or what no it was it was just kyle and i basically at that time ah okay we had a small because we went to new york and it was kind of a last minute deal for us too we're like you know what let's go to bowling green we we pulled out there in the champions tour but we couldn't make both sessions at bowling green we could only make one because they pulled the same day. That was when they used to have it at the same time. Uh-huh. So we thought about trying to go to Bowling Green and then turn it and go back to New York and then back to Bowling Green, but we decided that was maybe a little too much. So Yeah, that would have been a lot of driving. So yeah. we stayed and you know, run the champions tour and then ended up and went to the session. Nice. And that was that was when? What year? Second, it wasn't too far in. Like, yeah, wasn't, I don't like it that far back, guys. I don't think you ran Champions Tour till like 14 or 15. Okay. You might be right. 
And then, 14. yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm saying that way. It was, it was 14 because that's when we quit Pro Farm was before that was about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because we built a shop and then we did that. Yep. You're right. So we pulled Pro and Farm. Shop, and, and the shop is where you're at right now, correct? Correct. And we built that cool. in 14. So that's when we switched. It was 14, not 8. Okay. He just and, drives. He doesn't do all the work. <laughs> well, clearly he doesn't do the memory stuff, but, you know. No. no, no. no. <laughs> see, see, if that was me, I would say math is not my strong suit, so I've seen it since then. Yeah. Cody, is, not, Cody really likes like to hang we... his hat on that I've slept since then thing. That's the That's excuse for everything. I've got you a lot know. of things going through this little head of mine, so there's a lot up there. See, I'm not the only one. It's like we get to a tractor pull. He goes, oh, I think we only ran 700 pounds last year. I'm like, not even close. <laughs> then we got to get out the notebook and see who's right or who's wrong. <laughs> so we got a cheater book. You can look back. Yeah. That saved a lot of people over the years. I guarantee yeah. it. So You got to keep notes. Yeah. Because after, after, like, you know, yesterday, maybe even a little bit more, they all just kind of run together. True. So. And Brenton, you're right. That is a very cool bar. I've sat and had drinks there on several occasions. So when did you first when did you first take a ring home from Bowling Green? Was it eighteen, I think? Seventeen or eighteen? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen. <clears throat> Because I remember I found out about it on the way home from Wisner because I was actually driving back that Saturday night. And I got a text from Kyle said, Ryan just won the ring. I said, what? Yeah, because we're so, the longest holding ring holders because of COVID. And they can never take that away. <laughs> <laughs> so what... Let me let me back up and and I said in the description that we we're going to talk a little bit about dad. Um, so let's just start weaving dad into the story. What did dad say when you told him you were buying a pulling tractor? Well, it was. Uh, I probably can't repeat exactly what he said, but oh, I you bought, could. This, I mean, I bought, you know, we I can put up we we can put up the explicit thing later if we need to. Yeah. So Basically, he's time, a dumb AWS. <laughs> <laughs> I I just bought the I bought my pulling tractor before I bought my funeral home. Let's put it that way. And he didn't think that was the wisest decision ever. So I bought the pulling tractor, and then a couple months later, I decided to buy the funeral home. So that was quite the. He thought I was biting off more than I could chew. And the tractor needed a lot of work. I remember bringing it home. And I bought it from Raymond Wildman in Decatur, and it'd been a state fair winter, and it was it was a good running tractor, but it didn't always look top notch, you know. But it ran; it always ran good. So I brought it home and I unloaded it. I pulled one of Dad's tractors out, pulled it out of the shed because I didn't have space for everything. So I put it outside and put the pulling tractor inside. And I remember unloading it, and Dad says, "What are you gonna do with that pile of shit?" <laughs> I said, well, we're going to win with it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to 
polish her up a little bit, and we're going to win. We run the Pro Farm our first year with it. We ran the Ileana Polars Association in the Pro Farm class. So our first year out, I got third place in the points. So, which was pretty respectable because they were pretty tough back in those days. So, and typical Ryan, he calls me about two weeks before polling season starts and goes, "Hey, you think we can get the tracker painted before the first poll?" Which is in my hometown of Rossville, six miles south of Hoopston. <laughs> so, literally the night of the poll, we're bolting the sheet metal on, and you can't touch it too much because the paint's still wet. And you'll leave fingerprints and marks all over. Literally, as we're going to the line, we're bolting on the sheet metal to pull for the first time, which has stayed consistent now. Still, almost twenty years later, we still do the same thing. <laughs> well, you paint it two weeks before the first pull of the year every every year. Yeah, well, we just ready to totally repaint the tractor again, but we didn't. <laughs> the, the chassis was painted in the parking lot at sometime between ten and midnight. With lights and yeah, before we pulled before we pulled this year, the only thing that was reused on the tractor was the hood and the back fenders. Everything else was all new. Wow! And we hey, hang the, on a second. I gotta I gotta add one more guy to the uh, to the mix. Okay. Hey, buddy. What's hey, up? how are y'all? Good. How are you? Oh, just got done singing "Wheels on the Bus." Yeah? Which direction do they go? Round and round, buddy. Round and round. boy. boy. So, glad I could I'm join surprised, you. I'm, I'm surprised Julie still lets you sing to her. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. She still puts up with me, so we'll just say that I'm blessed. 100% you are. Yep. You absolutely are. Hey, do me a favor. Yep. Show off that tractor you built. Oh heck, we done we done tore it back down because we had to repaint it. I <laughs> two weeks before the yeah two weeks before the show. I had on. Hang on, let me let me put you front and center here, maybe. Yeah. Nobody wants to look at me. I don't know how to operate this thing. Can I turn my camera around? Yeah, go ahead. Phone sideways, yeah. I'll wear that to you. I can't really see that well, but here, let me put it down. Just turn it, turn it sideways, buddy. Turn it sideways, like that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, look at that. No, Brian right. can figure out. That which, works which like is, a charm. If Brian can figure out which button makes you like centerfold here. Yeah, centerfold. you can help well, you with that watch too. What you say. <laughs> oh Lord, here we go. Oh no, my gosh, we don't want to see that. Yeah. How do I drag budget? him in there? There, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> He Bear with me, me time, folks. So this one here is, uh, which I talked to Ryan about it before I did it. You know, I built the a couple of these a few years back. Then I used a, a, a factory Ertl hood and everything. And uh, the dimensions, you know, aren't 100% correct. So this one here is 100% 3D printed. And I widened the hood and, you know, made the frame and everything. Oh, it's all one piece. So this one's like more to scale and should be more correct. So, and oh, I made a couple adjustments since I built this one, but 
nothing crazy just just some little minor things that i probably nobody else would notice but i did so it really, it really yeah, sucks this is, to be a, it sucks to be a perfectionist doesn't it yeah sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one that your raffle ticket will be good for so awesome but yeah i thought it turned out pretty good amazing yeah so Hopefully, yeah, that looks outstanding, dude. Like usual. Hopefully, everything will take off and we'll sell lots of tickets on this bad boy. Well, that's the plan. So that's the I, plan. I should have asked Tucker for an update. Um, we gave yeah, him the night I, off, and so he could go to uh, go on a I date with Brooke. But oh, did he? Yeah, well, that's good. Everybody needs to do yeah, that. Yeah, they're at a Sarah while. Evans concert tonight. Really? Mm hmm. Went to oh, went to the big bad. city. Yeah, you don't happen to have an update on tickets and and how they've how they've gone, do you? Me? Yeah. You. No, I, I I haven't I haven't talked to Clint since we put the tickets online. So yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Okay. He, uh, I usually try not to, you know. I, I mean, the, the raffle's important, but he's got so much other stuff on his plate right now. I hate to bother him a lot, so I kind of just stay away from him until he reaches out and asks me something. <laughs> well, then in that case, we're going to do the salesy thing and say, there's only 100 raffle tickets or 1,000 raffle tickets left, so you better buy them all tonight. Well, and then tomorrow, I we're going to miraculously find another 1,000. We're going to try and sell all those tomorrow night. It's like the it's like the uh, companies, you know. We we're gonna only sell hundred shares, and they're like, "Oh, we decided to split the shares." So here, here's yep. some more for you. There we go. What's the what's it? Uh, I've always been so curious, like Justin. Well, you know, Clint started pull in two thousand five. I think. Yep. No, go ahead. I'll ask later. Do do I? You kind of cut out. I I go ahead. Well, I was just gonna, what I was going to say is, you know. Uh, 2007 was the first year we did a raffle so i think we've done one every year so you know this is like the 16th year we're going to do a raffle and uh the the biggest raffle that stands out is, is 2014 when we did the uh i think it was 14 when we did uh Beal, adam was or was that 12 mm -hmm. but anyway that was that was the year we raised the most amount of money had i think i had thousand tickets because we didn't sell them online yet we weren't doing that. Mm -hmm. So that was the first year that we had 2000s with us and we sold out and I had to buy more tickets. And I just, I remember being blown away by that. And it's like, man, why can't we, why can't we do that again? Cause that, that was just phenomenal. I think we ended up raising like over $24,000 that year. So wow. I don't know. I kind of got big hopes for this one, you know, actually knowing personally your dad ryan and, and and you guys you know you all have been i consider one of my better friends in the pooling world you know just because we stay in touch different things like that but uh i hope this one really just takes off so we'll just we're going to try everything we can and then tying it in with you know adam i know adam really so i'm really i'm hoping but we'll see well, and it's for a great cause you know we've all been impacted yeah. by in some form in some way in our families at some point so yep, yep. every family has you know yep yep so it's a great cause 
<laughs> what were you going to ask, Cody? I was curious about the uh, – you talk about, like, 3D printed, having to wash mm -hmm. hoods and 3D print stuff. Talk about the hours and the stuff that goes into that because it's it's kind of uncharted territory. You can't just go find a CAD file and uh, or an SQL file to put in there and print that. What's what's it look like to the hours and stuff to build something like this in the one-offs? Because I know you spend a lot of hours doing it. Yeah, so before when I would just use like an Ertl toy, I would design all the other parts, you know, and 3D print them, but when you get real technical, like me being picky, I wanted the correct hood. So that takes a lot more time, and I'm still learning on all this. I didn't go to school for none of this. This is just kind of, I just pick it up and see if it works and learn in there, you know. Uh, but the design, the checking out tractor, start to finish, I think I had like 25 hours in it, give or take. So, but but now once you have that file, you know, you you can print it and, you know, the prep work and everything is it take doesn't take quite as long to get it rid of paint. But so, you know, it speeds up the building process a little bit, but it also adds so much more detail and consistency, if that makes sense. Absolutely, because I've seen your work firsthand and it is detailed and it's, you know, down to the nuts and bolts in the back of the tractor to yeah. the front and everything. And that's. You know, that's something that there's a lot of people that make different stuff out there and it doesn't really look like what it's supposed to represent. And that's something about your work that stands out that always is down to the nuts and bolts on the back of everything. So well, I appreciate that. It means a lot. But so. essentially, like the the whole uh, the B&B farm toys and the spec cast ones like, you know, that, that are mass produced, they're, they're basically doing the same concept as like the 3D printing thing. But it's it's a. Instead of printing it, they're making molds and using resin. So, but when they mass produce them like that, they can do them so much cheaper, but still hold pretty decent detail, I would say. You know, I saw I saw a three D printer up PRI that had like it was a massive uh, deck. You could you could you know start branching out and doing like pedal tractors and three D printed. I'm just saying uh, they're getting pretty serious <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so, I, the like the stuff I have printed, I don't do it in house. I have a company that outsources a lot of that stuff because the printer that I have isn't it isn't up to par to do the quality of, of what I need so unless you want to give me like, like a hundred thousand dollar loan I could maybe pursue that <laughs> yeah they, the quality of 3d printers has changed I mean when you oh you yeah buy a cheap one and you can buy you can yep. buy one that's very high quality and yep. that's that's something that speaks volume again to like what you're doing is because it's not cheap quality it is it's oh no! Quality and it it's, it looks good in in a glass box type of thing or sitting on a shelf somewhere because it uh, yeah it, it's it's well done so well I appreciate that it's uh I never dreamt it turn into what it did but being able to take something like this that help different charities and you know even even getting to know all the people I have through the pulling world through this this has just been phenomenal so it's pretty cool. Any chance you're going to come join us? Come be part of the last hurrah at the Mac? Yeah, I know. So, so since it is maybe the last time, or sounds definitely that it's going to be the last time, I told you, I'm like, oh, we ought to just go, but I don't know. We haven't probably a 90% chance we won't be there, but we'll see. You should bring her, you should bring her out and put her on camera, and we will convince her otherwise. 
We'll at least try and stack the deck for 50-50 odds. So uh, are you prepared to come to my funeral? <laughs> I'll say nice things at it, too. Well, I bet you will. I promise. <laughs> you know guys can take care of that for you. I was going to say. <laughs> That's true. We can legit handle cradle to grave right here. It's real easy, right, I'm right. just saying. I wouldn't know what to do with royalty like me coming through. <laughs> He'd 3D print your casket. That's pretty uh, sure. Yep, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. Uh, He'd make out. it. He'd make it look like a 1466 hood. Maybe put a blue stripe down it. Hey, we've we've done some cool things like that. What have I you done, Ryan? A lot. Let's hear about it. Let's we've, hear some of this. Let's let's go off the rails here. We've, uh, Bub can vouch for this. We we've done a lot of custom casting. I think your grandpa's the first one we never did, wasn't it, Bub? Yeah, we did. Uh, my grandpa was big into the two cylinder tractors, so we got a casket and had him paint it John Deere green. And then we went and got a st John Deere D was his favorite tractor, so we went and got a decal kit for a John Deere D and did the whole casket and John Deere D stickers and all that. Um, turned out pretty sweet. We even like had like a yellow airbrush stripe on it, and and then everybody saw it at that funeral. Then Ryan got like, "Hey, I'd like to have an international one or an Alice Chalmers or Harley." I think you did Harley Davidson one too, didn't you? I've done a Harley one. Yeah, we've done we've done mostly John Deere's. You know, they're like sheep, so we just make more of them. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, so do you do you all have pictures of all this? Otherwise, I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, I do on my phone. I really do. I'd like to see those. That sounds pretty. I mean, I know it's a, it's not something you want to joke around about, but it sounds pretty awesome, really. Well, we even yeah. had one where, where one guy he had a forty-four forty that he basically bought new and farmed with his whole life, and his wife came in and they bought the same casket, the John Deere green, and she said, "I want to do something custom just for him." And, I said, well, we could go out and get an emblem like off a of 4440. So I called a friend of mine that runs a dealership, and we was going to just buy one and put on it. And I got to thinking about it, and I said, what's his emblem look like on his tractor? She said, oh, it's old and weathered. We really need to get a new one and put on there, but we just haven't done it. And I said, well, what if we take that one off and put it on his casket? And mm -hmm. we'll put the new one on the tractor for him. So that's what we did. We took the one off of his tractor put it on the casket and then we put the new one on his tractor. So that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, I knew there was custom fridges, you know, guys airbrushing fridges and old, you know, fridge air. Cody Wessels. Yeah. But I didn't know custom cat or custom, uh, caskets were, were a thing. Send it, Speaking send it. of fridges, Cody, you ought to see the one that's, uh, like literally right above Justin's head. So there's the, there's the foot into the casket. Can you see the John Deere emblem? Wow. Oh, that's that's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. Now, do that's... you do do you guys do that yourselves or Yeah, a little bailing wire duct tape. We got it on there. <laughs> All right, that's You fair. sound like a farmer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't tell where we grew up. So when my when my grandpa died, we put uh he was 99. We used his cedar, his grandfather's cedar wagon. So we put his casket in the back of the cedar wagon and pulled it around with his first new H he ever bought. Really? 
Bub painted it and helped us restore it. And so we, we used That's pretty it. cool. It was, it was pretty, pretty neat. And for my grandfather's so is that one of your parade movie. tractors you talk about? What's that? Is that one of your parade tractors that you were telling me about? Yeah, that's our parade tractor. Yeah. We've used that's pretty awesome. That's a 45. So, so your dad bought that new? My grandpa bought it new. He oh, ordered it okay. during World War II, but because they were rationed, he didn't get it till 45. Uh -huh. So it's got a really? little pressure on it. You, huh. you started it on gas and then you flipped it over and ran it on number four diesel fuel. So really, all original. We still got it. So he bought that new and he bought another H the year later, and then he basically parked that one in the shed and never used it his whole life. Hmm. So, well, when your daughter grows old enough, you better write all this down so she knows the history. <laughs> yeah, she she knows. She's already drove it in the parade a couple times. That's pretty awesome, man. Her and my dad that is very cool. On that tractor in the parade. Hmm. How old is she now? She's six. She'll be seven in February. Hmm. Wow. Are the are the gray hairs setting in, Ryan? They are. Can you see them? <laughs> nah, no. your hairstylist did a great job of dyeing them. I was going to say the yep. lighting was on point. You can't see it really. <laughs> she asked me this year, she says, Dad, when am I going to be old enough to go on the track and back you up? Well, you, got a few, you got a few years to go, but you're getting there. Just bring her out in training. It'll be fine. Yeah. So she, Does she show a lot of interest in it, though, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. From yeah. the time she was born, she was two months old when she attended her first tractor pull. Where was it? Uh, up in Wisconsin. I can't remember. We we kind of got a wild hair. She'd been born, and you know, she's only a couple months old. And I told Megan, I said, I want to go up to this pole in Wisconsin. And she says, well, what are we going to do with Faith? And I said, well, we, we had the semi at the time, and we built that trailer. So it had living quarters and that in. And I go, well, yep. I guess we'll just take her with us. So she stayed all night in the trailer for two days. That's two awesome. That's all she's ever known, really. Kind of wonder if that might have been like Macville. Yeah, it might have been. I can't remember. That would be exactly. about right on the timeline, anyway. So we just loaded up and went up there. Somebody, uh, Jacob Ole asked earlier, and I never got the chance to pop this on the screen, but um, he wants to know how you got hooked up with Kent. Well, Bub can probably tell that story better than anybody. Let's hear it. Oh. <laughs> Do we want the whole story from the story? Or <laughs> Might as well just tell, tell them the Homie, truth. we got nothing but time, and you got people who want to hear it. I guarantee it. Well, Make sure I you know hit the good points. Yeah. Kent grew up down around Danville, but when he came back from mechanic school, he worked out at a trucking firm west of our town, Rossville. And when I was a little boy, I was around him and his brother, Keith, both worked out there. I've known the, the two pain twins my whole life. And we were dynoing at Shides and doing engine work and that. And Kent was actually working at Shide at that time. And I had had back surgery. I didn't get to go to the dyno session and that. And Ryan called me and goes, we only made like 30 horse. <laughs> and I said, well, 
I think you'd need to go over and just talk to Kent Payne directly. Well, it just so happened the day before Kent Payne left Shy Diesel and I got healed up. We went about a week or two later, went to Kent's shop and went, how are we going to make this thing run? And he says, you just bring it over and I'll make it run. And we went over there and a new cylinder head and a few parts later and we went out and won, I think, our first three or four poles that next year. And that's kind of how we got hooked up with campaign. So he basically told you, listen, hmm. you stay in your lane and I will handle this. You know, famous words are always, I can't tell you what will work, but I can tell you what won't work because I've blown it up before. I actually think I've heard him say that. <laughs> that's got to be the best advice ever. And I, said, yeah. my, I told him I said you're my guy man. Yeah. <laughs> he's been great to us over the years We, he's taught us a lot I mean a whole lot not just about engines and everything but like every step of the way I can remember we were we mainly made the switch from pro farm to super farm because we was on the dyno and he was figuring out some things on the turbos and the year we stuffed it in the sand pile, we gained like, I don't know, what was it, like 150 horse or 200 horse. Good grief. And we we're like crazy. Carlton Cope was in the other dyno room with a pro stock at that time. And we were over with our pro farm. And we were within like 700 foot pounds of torque of a pro stock at that time. Wow. And Kent, like, we're literally dynoing. And he turned around and told us we were done. Figure out what class you're going to do, you're done. It's over. No more. And we're like, well, what's the big deal? We're making all this power. He goes, the ag chassis will not take it. He said, you're <laughs> going to have nothing but problems, and you're done. And so we switched to Superform. And he was right, because we watched a lot of our – we watched that class slowly die, and it's just because it couldn't maintain the amount of torque that those tractors made. You what, you brought up stuffing class? it in the sand. Yeah. You brought do up stuffing it in the sand that, that year at Gordyville. Y'all didn't do yeah. it. You did it like three times. Yeah. That last time we did it with authority. And me and I wish Tucker was on here because I went about half track arguing with Weez about the fourth or fifth tractor in the finals. And I went down and told Tucker, I'm like, you've got to tighten up the sled. We're going to be over the top of it. And he goes, well, if you think you can go over the top of it, you just go for it. And I said, as long as there ain't a pull-off. And he goes, there's no pull-off. And if you look at that magazine shot that year, Ryan going in the sand pile, his hands all the way forward, his eyes are shut, and he's going into the sand pile. <laughs> he doesn't listen. You can, you can fix a hood. <laughs> It was always broke, the spindles, the hood. The, it, it was a lot. It was a lot of work, but it was worth it. I think it was industrial strength that was wet before. So he set the front tires up in the sand, and we're up there. And our crew's all working, you know, and they come back, and they go, man, you're going to have to put it way up in there. You're going to have to break it to win. And I said, well, <laughs> just stand back. Here we go. <laughs> Dodge flying parts. Yeah, I'll never forget that. That's one of my highlights from Gordyville. We hit the camera. That was that was the best part. That's probably the best footage of seeing the tractor coming and not even touching, not even slowing down a bit, and then the camera, of course, gets shoved up somewhere. Just bam! They did, 
Yeah, we were playing with them all weekend. They just nobody knew what we'd done. Kent had designed a turbo, kind of all on his own. We figured it out, and no, I mean we were so far ahead. I mean, in the other in the sessions before, we were pulling out of the throttle, coasting into the sand pile. Well, they, and then they made that king of the hill class, which I think it was any cubic inch and any size charger and three thousand RPMs, and I mean, some of them guys were eight, nine hundred cubic inches with six inch chargers on, and we were six forty. And it's just man, it clicked. That's for sure. That was, yeah, that was a class. A I don't know that I ever car. got to see that class. Yeah, that king of the hill class. That was that yeah. was some monster. Them pro farm tractors are pretty neat, but it's just your huge amount of torque and you weigh 11,000 pounds. I really, the sleds have got their hands full stopping them because you just drag the stuff forever. Well, they, they basically sound like a pro stock, you know, in the building when they're opening them up. They're just, they're just so yes. much, man, it's crazy. Yeah. But that's the cool thing about Tucker's Midwest Winter Nationals. That used to be our Louisville. That was our Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot yeah. of people miss that. They're yep. like, I hear some people, you see the keyboard warriors complaining about four flights of hop farms. I think it's awesome. West Wisconsin awesome. all over is represented. And you're going to know who the best of the best is when that's done. And to them, that's their Super Bowl. It was our Super Bowl. 100%. And everybody I get asked a lot, where'd you guys get good at tractor pulling? Well, if you pulled an IPA, ITPA pro farm and you pulled Midwest Winter Nationals against the Badger State guys, they were just as tough as any Grand National or Champions Tour hook I ever went to. Yep, um, 100%. That, that's where we got good at. You know, it, it took everything back in. Tucker gets undersold on that pull a lot, and I guess that's why we always went to it because – we're the type of guys don't forget where we came from and we try to pay it back to Tucker. And I know Tucker there for quite a few years, a couple of years we won Louisville there. We both those years, we won at Midwest winter nationals and we just trying to make him shine too. You know, the guys winning at Louisville or winning at Tucker's hook. You want to win, go up there and figure it out. Well, and a lot of people forget too, when, when, when Tucker first started that, there wasn't no other indoor pools nowhere. So it was either Louisville or Gordyville for what? Probably till 2010 ish. Yeah. At least. So Cloverdale came along there. Yeah. Yep. Well, and the track was short and the dirt was similar, you know, it was pretty similar. Yeah. That, that Gordyville dirt was some of the best dirt ever. I had to, I had to laugh when you talked about IH spindles because I've, I've broken a few IH. IH spindles on a 1486 before, so I kind of had to laugh from the PTSD of that thing coming off. Yeah. Yeah, because you probably didn't have any fun breaking them. No. Ryan had no. fun breaking them. <laughs> no, I ate, I ate the front windshield when it came off. Well, the bad thing Ouch. was we, we broke it in a test pass. We were just there to make a test pass to see how the motor was going to perform and broke the spindle off. Oops. We went, we went to an aftermarket spindle after a couple of those and well that was the same year that we went we wednesday night test passed we broke the axle off on yeah. wednesday night test passed yeah well, let's we hear about that with, story i was gonna ask about that we loaded up with the telehandler we go home we get home at 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night 
we unload it. And this is a good Dave Anderson story. We're talking about Dave and this rifle tractor. Now it's cold. Yep. It's like 10 degrees or zero. And the, about a mile away in a hedgerow is an old 706. So me and Ryan and Dave is driving tobacco. It's snowing. It's cold. We get over there, which froze to the ground because all the tires are flat. So he puts the extender boom down and we chain onto it. And he gets the front end loose and he gets the back end loose. Like, you know, most guys would take off a little slow and see how this is going to go. No, Ryan's dad, Dave, puts it in high gear to the floor, not looking back. And this 706 is whipping 10 feet each direction. Rubber is flying <laughs> off the rear tires. We jumped in the pickup truck behind him and took off, and we're going down the road, and the tractor's touching each ditch, you know, just swaying back and forth on the chain. And rubber flying off the tires and we're going holy crap he just about lost it he never, <laughs> he never lifted he was just full full tilt the whole way of the shop so i mean i mean that's the, the great story about dave is you know he's kind of against it in the beginning and by this point he's and at the end i mean it was at all costs whatever it takes you know <laughs> you know <laughs> I was gonna say it seemed like he kind of he he kind of rolled over pretty fast on that. He started having fun, didn't he? Yeah. And he saw you know our family going and everybody having a good time and all the good people we've met and and I can remember Gordyville and that he just he loved getting around all the people and the polars and seeing the camaraderie we had with everybody. He he really understood what we were doing. And whatever, yeah. it took. and that's what it's all about, you know. And so many people forget. You know, there's there's so many families that you know that I'm friends with that are thousands of miles from me. But you know, if I met if I met up with them over the weekend, you'd just pick right back up where you were and just like old times. We were at the dyno when Dave was in the hospital, so Ryan stayed home last year with him, and he was at the hospital with him. And we're on the dyno, and we split the block, we split the head three days before Louisville. Well, about two and a half days. Well, we won ships one before that. Yeah. Went yeah. Ships and won both them sessions. Tractor's running good, and we went back for more. Well, we made a little more, but too much more, I guess. You made a little more once. <laughs> so we split the block. We split the head. Two and a half days. We had an old block at Ryan Salabines. We actually had an old cylinder head at home. So we come home, and I call Ryan. Ryan thinks I'm kidding with him at first, but then... He finally figures out I'm not joking when I send him pictures. And so Dave was sitting there and he told Ryan, he goes, he goes, well, we're probably not going to Louisville. And I still remember Ryan saying, Dave goes, well, why not? You got a block up there. You got this here. We better get that thing together. You got to get to Louisville. <laughs> and, uh, Ryan called and told me that. And we got after it. We yeah. got it back together and got down there. And then, that old cylinder head dropped the valve about halfway in the past. We still got fourth that night, but um, we had something for him last year. Just things didn't pan out. And you're going to have years like that. Things happen. You talk yep. about Rooster and what he does and what he's accomplished, and you guys seen all the awards he's won. You know, I remember him calling me up, and he says, "Well, what do you want to do?" And I said, "Well." Dad said, put it back together. Typical Kent style, you know. He says, well, that's what the hell we're going to do then. We're going to put her back together. So he, he made her happen. 
Cracked another bush light and went to work, didn't he? Yep. I got a good yeah. profile Dave story. We was in uh, Gifford, pulling the Penfield, actually, pulling at the uh, antique pull up there. You know, at the time, you know how it is. Certain people get beat, they get upset. And, you know, they'll tear you down, you're cheating. Dave says, that's fine. Tear us down. He bails out a big wad of money. He says, how much to tear the rest of them down? Now, there's like 14 tractors in our class, and they said, what's $1,000 a tractor? He goes, well, we will get my briefcase. Yeah, he says, he said, briefcase? He says, no, I've got the money. So you just get started, and I'll bring you the money. <laughs> they're not going to accuse us of cheating. Yeah, he had a whole briefcase full of cash. He was he was on board, whatever it took. That's awesome. How many how many engines how many did they end up cube-checking? Yeah. Uh, actually, none. Oh, that's uh, good thing. Not, not, worth the, not worth the hassle. It was everything, everybody was okay at that point. Yeah. Funny how it changes <laughs> real quick. The Winter Nationals, where Justin was talking about, we won three times at Barry, and the saying, we got we got pumped three times that weekend and put in the RPM, the tube to check RPMs and check the wires. They just thought we was doing something. They had no idea what we'd done. And every time Boy, maybe, were, maybe we should have invited Justin Wagler on. You guys could have had a, you know, a little retroactive support group. <laughs> We've had a lot of conversations over the years, trust me. I'll bet you have. <laughs> yeah. But I remember every every time that they were checking us or something, you know, Dad was up in the stands, and I'll tell you what, by goodness, every time we got back to the tube where they were checking our RPMs, I turned around, and he was standing right behind me. Yep. And he, he'd come flying out of the stands if they were checking us. And it's like, what do we got to do? Let's, let's, get them, let's show them we're illegal. That's awesome. We worked hard at it, and he was pretty proud of that. Yeah, you could see that. I I remember I was there. I went with you guys, I think, the first year you guys made an appearance in Louisville. Yes, I did. The first year that, that, we, that you guys went to Louisville, I tagged along, and I appreciate that. Um, and I remember how proud Dad was to just to walk into – broadbent and see your tractor staged i remember seeing the smile on his face definitely I, you know the first tractor ball ever took megan to was louisville when we we first met we went down there we went to the pole and i'll never forget walking around broadbent you know looking at all the tractors that have been there multiple times and she says wow you know i was just dreaming of building a tractor at that point and she says is this what you're gonna do and i said oh uh, there's there's no way we're ever going to be able to afford to do this. But I said, this is my dream to be able to be here. And I remember the first time we ever pulled down there, just even getting in the arena, you know, the emotion my dad had when we, when we even got in the arena, just he couldn't believe that we'd accomplished it to get to that point. What was it like? Cool. Everybody talks about what it's like their first time getting pulled down the tunnel. What was it like for you? Well, you know, I think Bub said it best. It's it's about like going to the Super Bowl. You know, I imagine when you're playing in sports, and that to me, you know, Louisville's the best of the best and the granddaddy of tractor pulls. You know, they do a, a great job down there. You know, Mike Witt, he's he's one of the top notch guys. They they mm -hmm. run a hundred percent a tight ship down there, and they do a good job. And 
you know, we ha we had a lot to prove. You know, in tractor pulling, people always say you're doing something that's not right, and that was that was our chip on our shoulder to go down there. We knew that they really were stringent on rules, and we knew that we could shine if we could get to a place like that where they actually really enforce stuff. So I'll take that one step closer. What's it like sitting over in the corner waiting to know if you've been knocked out? That's pretty stressful. That's really stressful. It's stressful sitting in the stands waiting to see <laughs> the, is the tractor going to get knocked out or not. The first year I was just happy to be there. The second year I wanted to be over in that, that row over there. So I remember when we won it, I remember sitting over there thinking, oh my gosh, how many more is there to go? We just... <laughs> And, and it's also close, you know, they, they finished so close together down there. I mean, mm -hmm. we won, we beat Silsby by just like an inch. I mean, it wasn't much. Yep. Yep. DJ, where do you guys sit, uh, at the farm show? Where's, where do you guys hang out? I, I, I look around, but I don't know that I've ever seen you guys. Where do you guys hang out? Yeah, we really don't huh? sit so much. There's no, ah, okay. First off, but usually there's no one spot. Um, this is the first year we're actually trying to get tickets ahead of time. Uh, we like to sit down in the 100s. You know, it's more comfortable. Well, of course. Right there and, uh, yep. We've had really good luck with it. Uh, the very first year they were, he was there, I wasn't able to be there for the whole thing. I just went down the night he pulled and we drove back home. Right. No, that was the year he won. Yeah. The year he won, yeah, I herniated a disc in my back the week of Louisville. So I wasn't able to make the trip. And oh, that's bad trip. timing. Well, he won Thursday night, and I looked at my wife and said, you got to drive me to Louisville Saturday. Well, it, just, it just happens his wife's a doctor. got <laughs> pretty well. Yeah. And she's like, why? <laughs> Ryan won Thursday night. I said, and nobody's got anything for that tractor. I said, we've got to go. So I loaded up on the drugs, and we drove down, drove down. Had a boy. <laughs> Muscle uh, relaxes for the win. That's right. And pain pills. <laughs> Yeah, I was hurting pretty bad by the end of it, but it was worth every minute. DJ and Bubba have done that multiple times. I tell you, they talk about taking one for the team. Yep. <laughs> Take a pill, try it. Yeah. Two years ago, I went down there and I was needing back surgery, and I told the doc he's going to have to wait. And I got back home, and they put three artificial discs on my back, two rods, and I think there's like eight screws or something in there now. Yeah, he I was stand up for five minutes. I mean, he was just in horrible. Pain. I was just sitting in a chair. I was eating pain pills like they was candy, and Ryan's like, "You okay?" And I'm like, "I could run through that brick wall right there, and not be <laughs> 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 On this same note, I have a fully torn meniscus right now, and they want to do surgery, and I told them that they have to wait till after after Louisville. I'll deal with it. Oof. That's a long wait on a torn meniscus. Well, but I figure if I have it, I gotta wait till after ship Shawana. Well, then yep. I don't have enough time to get off crutches before Louisville, so we'll just wait. Right. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I know the feeling. It's not fun. Yeah, Cody's Cody's shoulder is all jacked up. He, we at this point we're not even sure if he really actually has a shoulder. <laughs> um, doctors can't find parts of it. It's it, it's it's a whole thing. But I've so. had I've had two uh, two torn meniscuses, so I and fissures by my kneecap, so I understand what you're going through. It's not fun. Yeah, no, it's not. But we got stuff to do. Exactly. 
We got mine Poland was, to mine, do. Mine was cattle in the calving <laughs> season, so yeah. Well, even when my dad was sick, I mean, that's that's just the way we all are. You know, he's like, you're going to Louisville and you're going to pull that thing. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know. I need to be here with you. And you guys kind of all know how that ended. I, I got down there and then he got sick and kind of took a turn for the worse and ended up and left. But and Dave was pissed. He wasn't very <laughs> He kept, the whole time he kept saying, well, you, you need to get going. I, you need, you, you're never going to make it. And finally I said, Dad, I'm not going. I'm staying here. So... But he, he had to watch the live stream to make sure that uh, the tractor got down the track. So he watched Kent pull. Even shoot the nurses out of the way a couple times. <laughs> One was in the way, and he said, you're going to have to get out of the way. She said, well, I need to take blood and check your blood work. You know, you got leukemia. And he said, oh, that can wait. He said, we're not going to change it in five minutes. <laughs> uh, that, that's well, awesome. At the Midwest Winter Nationals, of course, Ryan ran the first night there last year, and Dave had gotten sick then, too, and he had to go home. And we put Justin Jeffries in the seat. He's another guy that helped us do all do all the work on all that. And Ryan, he called me and goes, well, do the best you can now. Dad's going to be watching, like, no pressure. And I told Justin, <laughs> you know, don't mess this up. We got to win this tonight. Yeah, good luck. We We're all counting on you. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh, he done a good job and we went down through there and our old buddy Shane Maston, we beat him quite a few times in there at the Midwest Winter Nationals and we went sliding by him again and he goes, Gosh darn, you changed the drivers and everything and you still whip me and but the biggest pride was Ryan called right after that and I heard Dave in the background saying how proud he was of us and that kind of made it all worth it. No, we didn't I imagine so. Any half trained monkey can drive checking out. He just got it. It's the guys that put it together to make it fun. Yeah. And I have to, I will have to add that in there. You know, you, you know, it takes a team to make it run, and we've got a great team. These guys, without all of them, it, we all got our own roles of what we do, but there's just no way that I could do this without any of their help. It takes everybody. Yeah. With my job, sometimes I'm so busy that they literally get it ready to go, and I just show up some of the time. Yeah, I'm usually the polisher most of the time. <laughs> Adam would be proud of you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of team, what's uh, I mean, sponsors? You guys have some sponsors that you guys uh, have brought on board, and what they've been like to work with. Yeah, Green Galvanized Stairs. They've uh, been with us, you know, pretty well since I've started. They're in our hometown. They make grain bin stairs that go, up, you know, wrap around the side of the grain bins. You guys have probably seen those all over the country. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, might even have a set on your bins. So, you know, they they make them for all different kinds of bin companies. So they they've been with us since I started. But they're our main sponsor, Hot Shot Secret. Man, they have been wonderful to work with. They we've been with them since the beginning when they first got started. So we've done a lot of dyno testing for them, and any information we give them, they they're continuing to tweak and test and make their products better and we've had great luck with all their oils and additives and their stuff's amazing. Kyle so Fisher and that crew, right? Yeah, they do a, yeah. a great job. Good people. I, so much we went and like, well this, he's got a sign outside, got a little windmill on it and all this thing's squeaking. Well, let's go get some of that hot sauce stuff and see if it makes it stop squeaking. 
There we go. <laughs> Never run better. You know that damn fan just it spins like a box fan now, doesn't it? That's right. I've got a great hot shot secret story for you guys. So we're at, we're at Bowling Green last year, and we've been having engine trouble all year last year, just trying to get all the little bugs worked out of it because we just. You know, with Dad being sick, we never really had time to devote to it the way we needed to. And uh, so we're at Bowling Green, and I was trying to think who was sitting by us. While you're thinking, hold on. Somebody in the comments, Morgan, Wyatt, Brenton, Tom Fuller, somebody, tag Kyle Fisher for us. He needs to listen to this. He needs to know his boys are doing him proud. Okay. Tell me when you're ready, Bruce. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're We're yeah. gonna send Kyle Fisher a bill, and you know it, it'll it'll all work out fine. Okay. Hey, so just Lance have him Lewis. donate something for the raffle. You Lance know what? Lewis. That's a good that's a good idea, <laughs> Kyle. There reach you go. out. So Lance Little sitting on a trailer, and we're pulling up to the starting line. Bub and he went up to kind of watch the track, and DJ and I are standing back here, and all of a sudden we look down. And it's just shaving the the spindle off on the front of the tractor, like to the point that aluminum was running out on the out of the rim onto the ground. And Lance, Lance walks up and goes, "You know, I don't know much, but that looks like that's a little bit of a problem." <laughs> he was kind of jumping around the other, so we're like, "Well, shoot, is the axle? You know, is it loose?" We shook the we shook the wheel. It wasn't really loose, but every time he pulled up, it was just screeching and carrying on. Well, to make a long story short, we built that new chassis, but we were in such panic mode putting that thing together that Miley had set the front spindles with no grease in them. Who knew? <laughs> we thought he'd put grease in them and, you know, vice versa. He thought we would check it and put grease in it, but we were painting it the night before, so we didn't have time to check to see if there's grease in the spindles. <laughs> right. So we run it all year with no grease in the front spindle. So apparently they decided to give it up there at Bowling Green. So uh, we're sitting there and go, well, what are we going to do? We can't just keep running this thing. We've got to get something in there. So I had my fire suit on, my helmet, my gloves. I ran over to the Hot Shot Secret booth, and I get some engine oil assembly lube. And then they give me a spray bottle. And they said, take, take the dust cap off, put this oil in there, and then take the aerosol can and shoot it in there and it'll force enough in there that I think once it gets one drop of oil, it'll quit that. So we did that to both sides, put the dust caps back on, tightened her down, pulled forward, and we're still running it. We've never put any oil in it yet. Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. So that, that is awesome. That's on the agenda this year to uh, put some grease in those. <laughs> so how right. much did they pay you to tell Probably that story? Well, nothing, but we owe them our life because I'm just glad the wheel came, stayed on on the way down the track. And You know, Bud brought that up a couple of times. He goes, well, I hope that wheel stays on. Well, that was the least of my worries, so. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You just throw 100 to the back. You don't need to steer. That's the joy of having a good crew and just driving. You know, I don't worry about the small stuff. I just get on and hold the throttle down. Even Two years ago at Brandenburg, Kentucky, we get down there. The night we're leaving to go to the pole, Ryan's pulling the tractor out and turning the steering wheel, and the steering wheel breaks off of his hand, the shaft. Off of the pump. Whoa. We can't get no pump or anything, so we 
Jerry rig it up when we go to Brandenburg, Kentucky. We just kind of JB welded it back on and stuck a little pin in it. And it was really wobbly when we're down there. So we just had them pick us up like they do at Louisville. They put us on the scale and we're like, we're having some problems with our hoses on our tractor. Could you just back us into the sled? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Brian's like, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to run. I'm going to throw an extra hundred to the back. I'll see you at the other end. 100%. Made That's two passes. One, one got second. We didn't have enough steering to avoid anything. <laughs> I, think, I think the real question is, did, for, did you use the bailing twine for the pin? That's the real question. <laughs> it was a roll pin, but it wasn't. We, we didn't even have enough steering to get into the trailer. They carried us clear of the trailer to the winch. It was that bad. Wow. And, and they never knew what was going on? No. We weren't going to tell anything if you don't. If you Holy don't. hell, you guys did a good sales job there. Nice work. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know. <laughs> I'm sure we could write a book with all of those kinds of stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The year so, that uh, you should hear some of the stories my parents are. Go ahead. The neutral start switch broke on us at the Midwest Winter Nationals one year. We was in Super Farm going up there. So I run back going through people's toolboxes. It was still the last year at Goryville, and I finally I find a little bitty, like 14-gauge piece of wire. And I go back up there, and I open the door, and Tucker walks up and goes, what are you doing? I said, I think it's just best you turn around. <laughs> I started to look back. 14-gauge <laughs> piece of wire, and we went down through there and won again that year. But Speaking yeah. of tools. He, he, he wasn't too excited about that, but he let it slide. Benson, North Carolina this year. We had an issue with the front pump uh, cover bolt that backed itself out. We never knew really until we know now, but at the time, no idea why it's doing that. So we go out there, and he runs Friday night. Everything looks good. Saturday, we get up, look at it. We're like, oh, because it's not as good as it was. So we go over and uh, detonate black. Happen to have the Allen head we needed, the little short one. Let us borrow mm -hmm. it. So we make the run. Just, I mean, puts it on. No idea it was going to run like that because we were having so much trouble. We didn't know. Come back. Get the pull off. Trying to let the NTPA decide if they're going to do a pull off. Finally decides. We pull it back around. Open the hood. He says, holy crap, that bolt's loose again. I didn't have time to ask for permission. I just went in detonator blocks trailer, found out what I needed, went back there and fixed it. And <laughs> got all done and sent her down the track again. Went back over there and said, hey, I said, bring your tools back over here. And he's like, and with somebody else that wasn't in the trailer when they let me borrow it. And he goes, okay. You want me to just put it back where I found it? He goes, yeah, I guess you know where things are. <laughs> <laughs> ah, those guys are fairly easy going. Oh, yeah, they're, they're great guys. They were laughing yeah. about that. I would agree. I would so, agree. Ruth and you guys, you're all in the know. Uh, has letters been set for Louisville yet? Um, I'm, um, I'm not going to directly answer that question. <laughs> no comment? Yeah, there was no comment. No. Theoretically, theoretically, anyway, I think I think everybody is. I mean, 
hell, it's the 14th of December. If you applied for Louisville, you should probably you should probably be stalking your postman right now anyway. Like camped out in front of his house, that kind of a deal. I kind of feel like we're in, but you know, I like to get the letter to know we're in, you know. That makes me nervous because our mail's been terrible. <laughs> yeah. You should probably tip your postman a little more. Just leave like a hundred dollar tip in there and a note why. There you go. I mailed a check for some cover crop seed and it took two weeks to make it fifteen miles. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, it's yep. pretty bad lately. Because I haven't sent anything in the mail lately. Wow. Hopefully, Kent, hopefully Kent's watching, and he'll when I say the checks in the mail, he'll believe me this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, Kent, if you're watching, listen to him. It's in the mail. Oh, was a couple years ago. He's like, "Hey, Ryan, ever send a check?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I think they sent it a couple weeks ago." So we call Megan, and Megan's like, yeah. So Ryan's like, I'll just bring a check over because he had never got it. So Ryan takes another check down to him, pays him. Kent calls the next morning and goes, you're never going to believe what showed up in the mail. Took like three weeks for it to get there. Yeah. I mean, the letter wow. looked like it went to Iraq and came back, but, hey, it, it maybe <laughs> got there eventually. <laughs> Ryan, how far are you guys from Kent? You're not far, are you? About 40 miles. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I thought it was fairly close. Yeah, not not far, which is pretty handy. Yeah, very. Very. He does, so he circling does, the – go ahead. He does a lot of his shop, and, you know, he's he's getting busy with his business and that too, and it's really picking up and getting other customers. So he gets a little overwhelmed, and he just comes over here to our shop and – works on it here so it really works out good for both of us nice nice circling back a little bit to um uh to the midwest winter nationals what's the if if you could distill it down to one thing what is the one thing that clint hook has taught you guys about competition or about life or about whatever what lessons have you learned there? What what have been the, the lessons that you'll take with you through the season, through life, whatever? There's not one person back there, no matter what class it is, that won't break their back to help you out to make sure you pull in that show. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I, I love it. about Tucker's pull and indoor pulling in general, it seems like the rules are enforced a lot better. You, if you watch the indoor poles, fuels checked, water checked, turbos are checked, everything's checked, <laughs> and it you, it seems to jumble the order whenever that kind of happens. Yeah, Gary's got Sorry, we're not, Bob. We're not laughing at you, but you need to look at the at the the comment on the screen. Gary Green, you win the internet tonight. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on that, Gary. I know where he was at today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing I—it's—it's it's been kind of it. I mean, I've seen a handful of instances of, of really. I mean, what you're getting at is is sportsmanship, and and yeah. you know, I want to beat you when you're running. 
I don't want to beat you because you because you forfeited or because you puked a charger. Um, you know, and I've seen plenty of instances of that where guys come to you know each other's you know rescue or aid or whatever so that they could have a a, a half ass shot of beating you in competition. I think that's really cool, and, and I know not- that's. It's not just it's not just you know tractor pulling. I mean, let's not let's be real, you know. I mean that that happens in lots of different motorsports, but you know that's the motorsport that I'm around the most, and and I've you know we've all seen that, and I think that's so cool. And it's not just the winter nationals that it's like that. That's no, it's not. Point. I agree, but it just seems like that's where I see it the most. Mm-hmm. You know, we had one spare turbo clamp last year. And uh, Jeff and Jack Flash broke one. Yep. Didn't know what he was going to do. Uh, me and him became good friends with him and his dad when they pulled hair in Hilston. A uh, little short story. It was supposed to hail that night. They were on an open trailer. And I said, you guys bring that out to the house. I got plenty of room in the shed. Back it in. You know, I know. Behind me. Uh, you know, to protect it. This is, you know, we don't want anybody's stuff getting tore up. Right. And that just, you know, we've just been... Keep in touch and everything. Long story short, we happen to have the clamp, and I have Ryan like, "Hey, you know, this is the last one. What do you think?" He's like, "Ours are fine. Let them have it." So we fixed their truck so they could run the thing. And we've had that same situation. You know, John Silsby lended this one, loaned this one at uh, Louisville. Mm-hmm. Clamp that was giving us trouble. John never hesitated. Went out to the trailer. And I think that was the year we won. Yeah, but here we beat him by like six inches. And yeah. standing yeah. in the victory lane, he goes, I should have gave you the clamp. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have that back, please? Thank you. That sounds like something John would say, too. <laughs> yeah, I can hear him saying that. That's I awesome. Back, I think it goes back to what Justin's talking about, is you can live a thousand miles away, but you, you pick right back up every weekend when you see him. You know, yeah. Yeah. 100%. it doesn't have to be right down the road or, you know, or, or good buddies. It's just it's just kind of that atmosphere, no matter where you're heading. I don't, I don't know if you guys ever really noticed it, but when you were at Louisville, you kind of got the PPL tractors and the way they're running. They all kind of buddy up and talk over here. And then you got the NTPA Apex tractors are all kind of like over here. And There's a lot more sharing of information than people, I think, realize amongst teams. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the, the indoor pole in the winter nationals, you're, you're around so much of the tractor. You know, when you go to a regular tractor pole, not everybody's with each other. You know, right. out throughout the fairgrounds, where the winter nationals, everybody's right there. So you see yeah. more of the yeah. sportsmanship and the helping each other out. And, yeah, know, the I, density, I the density of pulling tractors per per acre is is much higher. Yeah, well, when that uh, the no joke motorsports had that issue with their mini rod. Couple yep. years ago. Yep. There's probably no less than fifty people standing around back there wanting to know what can we do to help you load, huh. what can we do to help, you know, what what, yep. what is it? Yep. Hey, Bruce, you need to get me a Trevor's uh, t shirt and sweatshirt size too, so we can get that up there for him. Um if I remember right, and I'll go back and, and verify this, I think it's a medium. Olivia okay. answered the question in the chat, and I should have pointed it out to you. Okay. Um, but if I remember right, it's a medium. But I'll confirm and I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. Yeah. So who's all 
shaving their head and cutting their beards to raise some money for that. You put 20 grand in the books, this is gone. You put five grand in the books by the time I get to ship, I'll let Olivia diet before, <laughs> which is absolutely effing terrifying because I, I've, I've never met her in person. I've had 15 minutes of back and forth picking on her conversation. I'm terrified that she's going to pull out some like hot pink dye. And then people are going to run run the the fundraising up to like nineteen five, and I'm just here to take and pictures. leave it at that. <laughs> I'm just here to take pictures of it, and I'm going to punch you in the face, Cody. I swear to God, I will. What is wrong with that, Rusnik? You have a whole another year to grow it back. No, it doesn't get shaved, Justin. It doesn't get shaved if we don't get to twenty. But if oh, we get to five, oh, I misunderstood the, you. I'm stuck with a pink freaking beard. And sh if I know her, she'll throw freaking stripper glitter in it. <laughs> and that'll just be lovely. Kara might really enjoy that. I might have a meeting with Successful Farming the following week. You'll fit right in with today's world. Oh, is that what it is? Really? I can also be available for pictures for that one commentary, too. I can punch you in the face twice. All, no, I, have to, just, all I have to do is outrun you. Uh-huh. But if I catch you, you're done. How much is it going to cost to braid it? Um, this hasn't been discussed. Ten yet. by Friday, and you get somebody to put cornrows in it? I'm down. <laughs> cornrows, there you go. Olivia said she could do that, so. I know she can. I That's fine. I can roll around with, you know, some, like, tiny dreads and my... It'll be weird. But. That looks sweet. That look really good. Hey, Rusnik, I, I think you're going to really truly find out who your friends are after this is done. I'm going to find out who my friends are, and I'm going to find out who my enemies are, too. <laughs> Here's uh, the thing, though, and and I'm going to – I debated on saying this, but I wanted to challenge Schultz. You know, we've been we've been doing the fundraising thing since, you know, basically day one. And three years ago, I gave up my beard. And the same year, Charles gave up his his hair. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, we both did the same thing the next year. Neither of us did anything last year. And we're both putting our... Uh, Charles is, is ready to do a mohawk if we can raise 10 grand by Friday night. And 20 grand, you can have my beard. Schultz has gotten off scot-free, and his hair is awful pretty. Well, since it's Anderson Scratcher this year, if they get to 25, shouldn't he have to shave his head? Well, here's the thing. He's going down to Florida. We can watch well, Ryan there. Anderson. I think he should have to shave his head if we get to 25. <laughs> what, was, what was that, Ryan? What's the number? It wouldn't take too much to shave it. Well, but yeah, but you got to actually commit to doing it. What would be the number if we were going <laughs> to shave your head? We got to shave my head. And I, and I, I, unless you tell me to, I will not hold you to it, and I we will not promote it. But yeah, you got to remember, I'm a funeral director too, so people are going to be like, "What in the world happened to him?" <laughs> yeah, but, but they'll understand if you explain it. They, yeah, they give true. me a hard time because I want to wear a hat and let alone shave my head. 
<laughs> now, this Maybe is the same guy. For my, my, my wife and him give Christmas uh, gifts to each other, gag gifts, like every year. Like, who's going to get who? So about five years ago, my wife, we're getting ready to go to Louisville. This is the second time we're going to Louisville, and she made up this Christmas gift of, like, hair gel and, like, all kinds of, like, st- <laughs> Emodium, all kinds of stuff for him for his victory lane circle interview. So he looks good. So his hair's all spiked up and all this. <laughs> he, first thing he does is takes off his helmet and like fixes his hair and makes sure he looks good. That was the first year? That'll be the face of the group, I tell you. I'm telling you, I remember him playing with his hair after he got his helmet off. He does. 100% I mean, he remember does. it. Yeah. yeah. Kyle does Kyle does too. I might have talked to him today. <laughs> he told me to he told me to ask you uh, uh about uh dad going to Indy with a broken foot. Oh yeah. That was Yeah, that was that was typical of my dad. So we we'd been visiting the funeral home and we needed somebody to go pick somebody up at the airport. So we had a body that passed away somewhere else, and they were flying to Indy and bringing them back home. We were busy, and Dad says, well, I can go over and pick them up. It's snowing. It's it's in the middle of December. So my grandpa was sick and kind of failing at that time, so he was he was at the hospital, my grandpa. And uh, Dad went down and checked on his house before he went, and he fell down on the sidewalk, and we didn't know it, but he broke his leg pretty bad. So typical dad, he just jumps back up, walks to his pickup truck and drives into the funeral home and never says a word that he broke his leg. And he drove clear to Indianapolis with his right foot broken. How far is Indy away from you guys? 130 miles. So he drove there and back. And when he got back, it was so bad he had uh, fracture blisters on his leg, clear to his knee. They they admit him in the hospital that and I never forget that he got an infection in it because he'd been walking on it all day. And uh, the doctor come in, drew a line at the top of his knee, and he said, "If the infection gets past the knee, he says we're going to have to amputate your leg." Holy that hell! Just, wow. That kind of seems like that's a problem. He said. And I said, "Well, that, that sounds pretty serious." But typical dad, he wasn't too worried about. It. He said, "Oh, they'll give me a lot of antibiotic, and I'll be fine." <laughs> he was right. <laughs> Again, that one guys are stubborn. Fixed his leg, and that was in though. He was he was good to go a couple months. Wow. Well, you know, you. I was going to bring that that story up earlier when uh, you guys were talking about. Well, you do what it takes, and you know, Dad had that same attitude, and I I, I appreciated uh, that about him. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's where our group is. I mean, this year we probably shouldn't have even been close but we managed to scrape it together and slide in the second place this year in the NTPA and I don't know how because we really struggled this year people really didn't know it and we kind of kept it to ourselves but we really we were over here three to five nights a week thrashing thrashing working on the track wow. fixing it I mean it always something broke just we just we were three months behind schedule basically and we just we made it down the track and made it run, but man, it was a struggle. 
finally at the end of the year we got it healthy and figured out what was wrong and then checking out started making some passes again then it's sandwich that first night the first pass when we had finally figured out what was going on and then we won i think we won by eight or nine feet it kind of made the whole season worth it when it finally run like it was supposed to we kind of knew it was going to run before I made that pass, and Bub says, we ought to run this time. And I said, well, step back, because I'm going to wind her pretty tight. So I pretty well just let it rip and let the clutch up. <clears throat> Man, that thing ran. It's got to feel good to, to, to know that you're actually shucking the monkey off your back. That's yeah. got to feel really good. Yeah, hey, I got somebody who who wants to know why the front fenders are gone. Uh, you know, we're, we're always looking to just make it a little bit different. So we wanted to give it a fresh look. And we're not done yet, so we're just getting started. I think Justin, that's another tractor's name. I don't think you can use that. Justin might have to make another tractor after this year. You know he <laughs> well, is, we can right? do He won't be at Winter Nationals this year. Wait. Sorry, you were talking about hot or you were talking about Stuckenschneider. I was yeah. talking about Hopkins. Yeah, Stuckenschneider might have to make another tractor. So we're gonna we're gonna mix it up a little bit more. So we're just we just wanted to freshen up, give a little different look than what we've done, but we're gonna do some more work to it when we find a little break here in between some of the winter poles. Oh god, you're not gonna paint it like green and yellow, are you? Well <laughs> we don't want to make it like that. I mean you get I mean you know, it. The time is right for a for a Tom Harmon to to emerge. You know, well, I you mean, know, we fight about everything else about the uh, you know on the damn internet. Why not just fight about this too? Harms us. Harms us. Back in the day, used to have uh, a forty twenty, and it was called "If you can't beat them, join them." It was painted red. Really? Yeah. Oh. So they still run on the Packer for the Illinois Polars and that once while at Penfield. So. Pretty, pretty hey, Ryan, I got a question for you. Yep. So, what one... <laughs> that was so the most dirty. anticlimactic thing Justin has ever done. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Do what? He's, he's Hi. Back. Welcome back. How about you finish your question now? Nope. 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 We're just going to... We're just going like to somebody had, take a screenshot of that. He had better right. reception when his phone was upright. I'm just saying. Hey, let's do a poll right quick. We're waiting on him to come back. So we've always talked about this. There's usually no in between. People either love the front fenders or hate them. So let's let's take a little poll of who liked the fenders and who didn't like the fenders and see what uh, who wins. Throw it in the comments, folks. Yeah. I'm 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 not gonna lie, Ryan, and I think yeah, I've told you this before. Anti fenders. <laughs> we did it just for you, Roos. I know you did. That's what I, I appreciate it. What I love I you for it. About that, yeah. Anything to annoy him just a little bit. Yeah. You really want to know why he took the fenders off? Movable weight. No, nope, not at all. Because we would go up to the dyno or we'd be working on it, and I had a, a nice flat surface. To sit, and we it. we would sit stuff on it, and <laughs> they get a little scratch, just a little scratch or ah. little oil smudge, and he'd always complain. 
Because when we get done, we wouldn't clean them, and then he'd have to polish them again. And he's like, I'm tired of polishing the dang things. They're coming off. <laughs> yeah. I literally <laughs> polished those things before every pole. <laughs> every pole. I knew exactly where that was going when you started. <laughs> and, man, I'll never forget. I don't know where we were at, but some fan come over and was talking to me and set their beer can on my tractor's fender. Oh, it was, boy. It was all I could take. It was little. I never said anything, but, boy, it was little. That was the end of it, right there. Okay, this can we make one thing? You never what? got a, like a sponsorship from a from a polishing company on any of that. I should have. You know, I'll put them back on if somebody wants to sponsor them. You probably should reach out to like Renegade <laughs> Polishes or something for that, because that's that was some legit polish. I'd have to have three sets, so they just have to mail them back and forth. <laughs> so I don't Either remember. Or, you know, you could just sell them to Darren Bomber. He wants. He apparently wants them. I've got them there. There you go. They look good. So where was the report? <laughs> oh, the Grand National Hotel in Tennessee. Where was that at, Ryan? Or a couple years ago? What's that? That Tennessee hook we went to two years ago, I think, in Tennessee. Oh, where was it? Town was that? It was at the old racetrack. Is that that racetrack? My son, he was about nine years old at the time, and they had a fence. Well, the tractor got dusty. He sends my boy, he's nine years old, to get the rag. Well, he has to run all the way around. I mean, it's a long way. We're talking a football field and a half. He gets that rag, gets back, Ryan goes, well, that ain't the right rag. You're going to have to go back and get another one. Off he goes again. <laughs> he's running back and forth, and then we get to the scale, and then we're 50 pounds light. He looks at Alex again, and Alex goes, well, okay. He goes running and gets 50 pounds away. <laughs> but my gosh, he has to have it. He had to get a rag because there's a little dust on the hood before we're going to pull. I'm like, it's, it's dark. Nobody's going to see it. I don't know it's there. Poor DJ. He usually had to keep a rag in his back pocket. We'd get up to the pole or something, and something would be a fingerprint or a piece of dirt or something like that, and it'd be on that front fender. And before I pulled up to the line, I'd say, I'm going to have to get that right fender wiped off a little bit. I, I can't even stand looking at it. To this day, I still carry a rag in my pocket. I said, I'm going to look at my RPMs. I'm going to be looking at that fender if you don't wipe that off. Well, to complete my story here, he wipes down the hood and goes, well, doesn't that look good? And hooks to the chain, takes off down the track. The right shield on the tractor, the pin that holds it in, breaks. The shield uh -oh. blows open and hits the right rear tire. Yeah. Well, Alex is like, I guess we really didn't need the rag, did we? <laughs> but, I never, but I never lifted. You know, if you would have used bailing wire on that, you wouldn't have to worry about the pins on the sheet. Oh, no. for the love. You and your damn bailing wire. Hey, we, we ended up with a bungee strap and put on the inside. Yeah, John Silsby had some bungee straps, and we <laughs> drilled holes and bungee strapped that sucker where it couldn't come open. Uh, there's uh, a lot of shit you can fix with bailing wire, Ryan. When you when you live, yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. I know that and Scotch tape and or duct tape and yeah, yeah. Jack's wax, Brendan. Jack's wax. There you go. Yeah, up on the screen there. Yeah. 
Brenton, it's been a while since I've seen you on social media. It's good to have you on tonight, buddy. Kind of looking forward to seeing that tractor out on the track again. Yeah, we miss we miss seeing them guys. We see them at the poles, but we miss pole with them. We had a great time with them guys. Football hey, in school. I was trying to ask earlier before my internet messed up, but so going back, what tractor or what stands out in your mind that made you want to get into pulling? Well, like, you know, it goes way back to my neighbor. Dwayne Moore had a Super M way back in the day that was stretched out and modified, and my dad used to go pulling with Dwayne all the time. He actually pulled Louisville. I was probably five or six years old. Yeah, he pulled at Rankin and all around here. But he, he pulled Louisville. He was kind of famous around here in a small town because he went to yep. Louisville. He won, what, a couple times, Bub? I think he won twice. And then uh, after the second time he won, the tractor actually got stole at the hotel that night. Are you yeah. for real? Oh, yeah. What? They stole yeah. the, truck, the trailer, the tractor, and everything. Never found any of it. Holy crap. I think the story when, was found the tires floating down the river. Really? Wow. Yeah. So what would that have been like in the mid eighties? Yeah. Early eighties. Early eighties. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Wow. Yep. So that's that's what really got me started and then you know, the ranking tractor pole here and we always went to that. That was kind of the big thing for me. Just watching our local guys pole and Watching Kevin Masterson and some of them guys and, and Don, I mean, that's that's what really started. Rob Russell, just all the, the guys that have been at it a long time. You'd watch him, Don Slama, you know, you, Don's a great ambassador for the sport, helped young guys out. And this, when I pulled the Champions Tour, Don, Don was probably one of the guys that really helped me quite a bit. You know, I was having fuel pump trouble, and he came to me one time and said, you know, I think you're having a pump problem. You need a different pump. And I said, well, Don, I've called, and I can't get one. He says, well, I've got one. So we put a different pump on, and that thing just run like an animal as soon as we switched it. That was my first year. So That's about, that, that, that strikes me as about par for the course for Don. He's but, been you know, good that to goes too. back to the to we was talking earlier, you know, just people like those that have been in the sport for so long that they they thrive on seeing newcomers and, and helping and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. that that says a lot about the sport in, in in itself. So Yeah. Now now we're starting to see his next generation, Tori, his granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um I think she applied to Louisville. I don't know for fact, but Oh yeah, I think so. I hope so. Either way, I, either way, I want Don there. Don, if you're watching, or Sally, if you're watching, show this clip to Dad. Don, I want you at Ship Shawana this year. You better better bring a full wallet. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> nah, that's it's. it's yeah, Don's Don's been really good to me, and and I appreciate it very very much. Um, you know, the guy's got a big heart. Yeah, we we had a great time around that circuit with them guys. Yeah. But 
if Don's watching or gets to see this, I do want to come up there and check it out and take his belt buckle. <laughs> we don't have a belt buckle in Hillsboro. They do, they do a lot of cool stuff at that pool. I tell you, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. Yes, it is. 100%. And those belt buckles, I never knew how big those were until I actually saw one. I, I mean, I was I went and, and sat in Don's chair in his office, and and you know he's got his on the on the the shelf right behind him, and I picked one of those things up, and I'm like, holy crap, that's a big, that's a big ass belt buckle. Yeah, they're legit. Yeah, they are 100. percent We have one, except we broke a 10 cent fitting on our final pass up there, oh, and yeah. they uh, black flagged us for excess water on the track and he said well I'm, i had to shut you down or you'd have blew it up he said i don't care i want the belt buckle it was the last day it was the last day of the pool we we would have won the buckle if they would have not flagged us they who flagged. ended up winning don yeah don won but we i think we were 10 or 12 feet ahead of where don was and i i was still headed out to end of the gate so we were hooked in and going and it blew the hose off and i never lifted and i went flying by jerry said well, your motor was going to blow up, and I said, we don't have a pull for three weeks. I really wasn't worried about it. <laughs> I really didn't care. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that pull does some pretty amazing things. The amount of money that they've raised is just staggering. Yeah, yeah a lot of good comes out of that pull. They've done a lot of good yeah. things, for sure. Yeah. Well, and on, I mean, and on the same token, Clint's right up there, too. I mean, I... You know, I and I think I mean well actually Clint's probably ahead of Don because he's been doing it for longer. Yeah. Yep. Would be my guess. I figured it up like was it two years ago or last year Clint asked me if I had a kind of a record of what all has been raised and I think it was I think it was close to like a hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand from the you know from the the donations so far. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we are fixing to blow that number out of the water this year. Um, you know, like we've, like every one of us has said on this, on this program and, and on the, the shows before, um, you know, cancer's hit us all pretty hard. Um, I'm a cancer survivor. Um, and, uh, you know, but it's also hit me. I mean, I lost my mother-in-law to cancer. My father-in-law is fighting cancer right now in stage four. Um, you know, everybody here has, has, oh, there goes Justin. Um, everybody here has, has suffered loss and everybody watching, you know, all 27 of you, um, we've all seen loss from this and, uh, you know, some of us have beaten it, some of us have not, and some of us are still fighting that fight. And, uh, you know, if we can raise enough money to fund, an, uh, you know, some of these cancer research hospitals for, you know, 10 more minutes, I'll I'll, I'll raise my glass to that eight days a week. Yep. We did what we Ryan, wanted to who, do to make that happen. Well, and I think Ryan, what happen. hospital treated your dad? Uh, St. Vincent's over in Lafayette. Okay. I think the neat part about this is it's not only uh, helping raise money and all that, but it's their destination polls of the same aspect. 
Yep. I mean, there's people that want to go to Midwest. There's people that want to go to the Hills Brothers. Like these pools that they're doing really cool stuff at. It's not just like a prestigious name. It's like we're doing a lot of different stuff that is is kind of a destination pull and people want to go there. And the atmosphere that, you know, Tucker's made at Midwest Winter Nationals. There's a reason I've wanted, you know, been to that. Uh, Hillsboro's on the list. I want to go there some year because I've, I've still never made it up to Don's place. So, um, but it just, it's kind of a neat atmosphere. And again, it's just, it's kind of fun to see everybody that comes from all over to come to these bowls. Yep. And the people who watch on the live stream, you know, I mean, the, the amount of, People, I mean, and, and this came, this became very clear to me how much of a difference this makes. Um, the, the idea of, I mean, the live stream and the people who are watching, um, even casually, you know, with, with their friends and loved ones. Um, you know, we raised when we did this, when, when I donated my beard the first time, um, we raised thirteen thousand dollars ish give or take um and the reason that we were able to do that was because people could donate over the web you know yep. some guy who who thinks i'm a douchebag and wants to see all five of my ugly chins would throw down you know 10 20 50 bucks whatever it was and i don't know if it, that happened and I'm sure somebody thinks I'm a douchebag and I have five ugly chins. But um, the fact of the matter is, the only way this really works is if you can get the internet really, really involved. Give them a yep. place to give them a place to donate because then, you know, I mean, and that's that's why I started. You know, that's why I offered up the beard was because I don't have the money to throw down and go toe to toe with Bruce Law in an auction. You know, when Matt Hart is selling one of those store lock tool chests, I don't have that. And, and furthermore, I don't have the need for it. Granted, Bruce may not either, but now he's got like five of them. So, you know, may as well add a sixth. Um, your, your wife was bidding for your beard to be gone. Don't don't lie about it. She was secretly bidding. Uh, I asked her. She looked me in the eyes and she said, no, she did not donate. Now that said, I know that my sister did because she thinks my beard is hideous, um, and that's fine. You know, she can she can, you know, she can think that. And and full disclosure, I did pick up the mic after it was all done, and I said, "Y'all paid for my brownie points with the wife this year. You know that, right?" And I'll do it again. And uh, I guarantee you that that you know if if I come back with a naked naked five chins. Kara will be happy as a clam. She'll be she'll be tickled to death. But at this point, it'll be more because she knows that we raised a hell of a lot of money for a cause that needs it. So, well, on that same know. token, you know, um, I don't know if twenty twenty hurt it as much as people think it did. But look at uh, the people from other countries that come that I've seen at the Winter Nationals. Yep. Uh, it's Louisville. Uh, we see yep. it at Bowling Green. We see it at Hillsboro. You know. Denmark, Australia. I mean, all these people, they're flying in for this pole. Yep. For that pole, or whichever it happens to be. 100%. I'm sure other motorsports pull that same kind of interest, but I think it's cool. A bunch of rednecks out there playing with their toys, and people from other countries want to come watch. Cheers to rednecks. Well, it's good. They, they shoved a couple of them in containers and brought them over. What's that tell you? Yeah. 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 
God, I wish we could do that again. That was that was fun. Back in back in the day when we had when we had, you know, big nuts pro stocks at uh, at 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 uh, Gordyville. Oh, that was fun. I'm gonna play devil's advocate and say we're not rednecks anymore. Because we are chasing horsepower, the stuff we're doing. I mean, my God, you guys are painting tractors two weeks before the show every time. We're not rednecks anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that's something you'd I, see on just, overhauling. Yeah, right. I mean that's that's getting ready for SEMA and the Bluetooth drive shaft show. I'm just saying. Yeah, Chip Foose would have uh, <laughs> Chip Foose ain't got nothing on on Ryan Anderson and the checking out team. Absolutely, I'm just saying. But. It's a, we are it's a, we are yeah. apparently high class rednecks according to Adam. Draw it. Um, I appreciate that sentiment, but homie, you're gonna have to come on the camera to say that. Get healthy. We'll get you back on the show. Adam's not feeling. Adam was going to join us tonight. For those of you who are who are still paying attention tonight. Um, Adam was going to join us. Adam is a dear friend of ours, and uh, Adam has been down this road with cancer. He is a survivor. Um, Roswell Park and some of the research that they've done with stem cells has legit saved his life. Um, and Adam is the guy who's polished those those fenders. And Ryan, I think he did the tanks too, right? Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's the tank that's so, on the tractor right now. And well, didn't he come to your old shop and polish everything for Louisville that year? He did. We got to talk. I thought so. Said, yeah, if if I could just get to your shop, he said, I'd polish everything. I said, well, I could probably make that happen. What's it going to take? He said, rent me a car. So that's what we did. We rented him a car, got him here. He polished everything. So it was. Hmm. You that's could shave neat. and it got done, Bruce. You, you'd appreciate that. I do appreciate that. And that's a dirty, dirty job. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, Adam, I, I, I wish one of you had taken pictures of Adam, who you know, after he was done, looking like the Tin Man. Well, he was a lot cleaner than I was. I can tell you that. I don't know how he stayed pretty clean and polished, but you can tell he's done it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's and and I don't know if he said anything, but. Um, uh, as long as he's healthy, Adam's coming back to the Midwest Winter Nationals to shoot it. That was cool. that's like the best news I've I've gotten in the past two weeks. It's that because cool. I haven't gotten to shoot a show with Adam since. Oh gosh, it's got to be probably the first year you came to Gordyville. No farm, no farm show twenty eighteen. Okay, because okay, yeah, refiliatric. Marie Filiatro took us to uh, the Evan Williams uh, bourbon experience, and we got kind of the the rock star tour. Um, her brother's the master distiller there, and uh, so he took us he took us backstage, and we got to see all sorts of stuff that that most people don't get to see, and and that was awesome. And uh, um, Adam and I did that with with Marie, and yeah, had a blast. And uh, matter of fact, our uh, our bottles or our, our barrel of bourbon that we actually sampled from the day it was made, um, that barrel is coming up. Well, I guess it's coming up on six years old, and it should be 
pretty close to ready, and and uh, Marie knows to when gets or when that barrel gets bottled because both Adam and I want bottles out of it. So, well, if Adam wants to come a week early, he can uh, come on the hoops and he can catch a ride. He just has to polish for his ride. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you should find a way to to politely decline that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, no, Adam is, and and I mean, personally, I owe Adam a tremendous gratitude. He kicked me in the ass a few times when uh, I was frustrated with uh, the way some of my photos were turning out, showed me a few things and, and said, no, dummy, you're doing it wrong. Do it this way. And uh, kind of helped with a little bit of motivation and, and challenges and all that stuff. And I'll never be able to repay him for that. So uh, to the hey, extent that uh, hey, we can on, help. Hold, hold on. What? Adam just texts add me in. I'm backstage. Well, holy crap. Look who's coming. Look at that. Holy crap. Look who's here. Yeah. Hey, buddy. What's up? How's it going? Good. Good. You sound like crap. Oh, I yeah. Feel like crap. <laughs> I'll bet you do. Yeah. No, I just wanted to chime in since... I've been listening to pretty much the whole thing, so the guy's holding down the fort for me for a little bit. I appreciate it. <laughs> God, that's two hours of your life that you're never going to get back. With man, uh, I'm questioning right. life decisions I didn't say anything now. bad. No, I mean it's nothing worse than what was probably said at Gordyville a long time ago when we were all drinking. So, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I well, the first time I met of- Justin was when he was drinking. With his, uh, I think she was a fiance at that point, and all of us tried to convince Julie not to marry him. <laughs> I remember James Geezy led the charge. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I mean there were we definitely had some great times there. That's for sure. So well, there's definitely some not can't be said on podcast stories from Gordyville. Oh, I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, what what happens after midnight in Gordyville stays in Gordyville. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, we get a couple stories. My yeah, wife, but, but we can't do that no more. No, no, it boots you right out of there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe we're going back to Gordyville next year. Well, that I would be pretty cool. Find, I, I hope we find something. It's a hell. Of a oh, I guarantee you. I guarantee you that he'll find something. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously. As far as, it, from what Clint's told me, and, and for all of those of you who are watching at home who are hoping and praying, uh, the plan is to keep it in Indiana. There's just, there's, yeah. you know, you move it, you start moving it west, you start losing a lot of Indiana and Ohio yep. competitors, as well as the guys from further west or further right. east. And, uh, yeah, you need you to know. keep it central. And they br- and they bring a lot of color. They yeah. do, hundred percent. Which I'm okay and they with. C- and they come to win too. <laughs> I mean, God, four flights yes, of hot farms, man alive. Yeah. Yep. If I'm, so, if I'm a hot farm competitor, good lord, I don't. I, man, this is not the year to be at Gordyville unless you got big brass ones. Yeah. So I'm shaving my head. I, I got to polish the tractor before, and 
But you get a free ride to ship Shawana. Yeah, but I get a free ride. Oh, wait, there we go. Why would I go to ship Shawana just to come all the way back? <laughs> right. It's 12 hours to Rantoul. It's friggin' five and a half hours to ship Shawana for me. Now we can get you a plane this time. You won't have to drive. Well, that's why there I'm freaking go. sick. There you go. There you go. So, Adam, what I was curious, what's it like uh, jumping in the semi with guys you didn't really know very well to uh, to go polling? Uh, well, just go for it. You know, I mean, what's the worst is going to happen? You're going to end up dead. At least you know where you're going to be at the end. I mean, yep. <laughs> he had a funeral director with him, so he was yeah. A good least, there you go. That was covered. Where to find me? You know. At least you know when you get to the pool. If I'm dead, you... that's where I'll be. At least, you know, once you got to the pool, you might find somebody you knew. <laughs> yeah, well, the ironic thing was, is I mean, I, I knew the name of the tractor and all that stuff, so I actually asked them what the name of the tractor meant on the ride to Bowling Green, and that's when I found out that I was with an undertaker, and that freaked me all out. <laughs> and, yeah, so... That's and still better than when Ryan went to pick up a turbo at Shy Diesel and Kent Crowder went out to the vehicle. Ryan had went to Indianapolis and picked one up. Crowder oh, went no. to put the turbo in and goes, what's in that bag, Ryan? Like, well, I picked one up earlier. Let's just say Kent Crowder was not a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought Adam was going to say that he was a little nervous they were going to leave him at the, the uh, truck stop or, you know, when they're fueling up along the way somewhere. Oh, my God. Forgot that he was with or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so I go, out, I go out there to polish the tractor, and he's like, you want to stay with me or you can stay with Kyle? And I'm like, I'll stay with Kyle. <laughs> I told him I had 20 minutes. I don't know why he didn't want to stay with me. Yeah, he's like, it's air conditioned. <laughs> I even leave the lid open for him. Jeez. No, sorry. Hey, Ryan, since we're since we're joking about the name of the stuff, you remember out at Gordyville when you told me what you originally wanted to call it and everybody said you was nuts? Knock him dead. <laughs> oh, you, you said you wanted to call it the incinerator, and we smoked the oh, competition. The, yeah, oh, was, my that Lord. Was, that was the, first, <laughs> the cream editor smoking Jeez. the competition. Or, or something yeah. like that, yeah. And then, we came up with, and then we came up with Knock Em Dead with a pair of boxing gloves on it, but we decided that was too much. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, and you... folks, if you're paying attention at home, that's the name of the second and third tractors out of the Anderson <laughs> Motorsports stable. Watch for them in 2020 something. There you go. So, no, this... the, next, the next one will be pistol whipped for Faith. Yeah. With, <laughs> Faith got a little uh, powered, battery powered tractor. She decided that she had to have her own decal. So we went up to our local decal shop and she proceeded to tell us she wanted to name her tractor Pistol Whip because she named herself when she was little. Megan always told her she was being a little pistol. So she always called herself Pistol Pistol when she was little. <laughs> so nice. she, she decided she was going to name her tractor Pistol Whip. So. Jeez. So since she bought the tractor That's first and then bought the, the, bought the funeral home later, was it named when you when you decided to start pulling or did that come that come later no that kind of come later so we uh we pulled it for a while with no name on the side shields to start with and they always call us a grave digger you know because ryan anderson drives the grave digger monster truck so 
that was the big joke that I was the grave digger. I kind of decided at that point then we were going to kind of do something to tie the funeral home into a little bit so people knew what I did. But, so that's kind yeah. of where we come from, checking out. Grave Actually, digger wasn't that. that grave digger wasn't that far off. No. 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 <laughs> and JE Designs in Missouri there to my Hazlix actually who painted it for me, but I took you my original drawing of what I wanted to do. I came up with that idea on a napkin and handed it to him. And I said, here's what I want to do for a logo. And he he came up with what it is now. So talk about pretty cool. So he, he airbrushed the side shields on it now? Yeah, he did it. Okay. So then when you added tribute to your dad, you, you had him come out and do that or you had to go down and see him? We took the side shields off and took them to him. We were we were taking that down to actually just do a little touch-up work. And okay. uh, the boys in the shop got their heads together and decided they was going to come up with something. And Bub kind of took the reins. And his wife's pretty artistic. So uh, Megan's sister. So she kind of drew up and sketched up what James uh, ended up and airbrushed on there. And uh, Bub rode with me and we went to get the side shields and we got everything loaded and I'm like, well, we're missing the back panel. And he said, oh, I think they're, Bub says, oh, I think they're sitting over there on the floor. And I pulled it out from behind a little cover where they had it covered up. And of course it had dad's handwriting on there. So that's, you know, mm -hmm. that signature on there is actually my dad's writing. Hmm. Yep. So. Bub kind of schemed it up and kept it a secret from me and did a pretty good job. Yeah, he was the only one that didn't know. But yeah. Everybody did good uh, keep it a secret. I, I, I was impressed. Too. They all kept a secret. Good work. So. Very good work, guys. Well, I, I know on the toy, I know on the pictures, Ryan, you can't really see it, but, you know, I put that on the toy here, and I'll, you see, it, it in person, it really get, shows up good. I, I mean, I don't know. When I see it's kind of hard to get it, but I don't know if it'll, yeah, it's got too much of a reflection, but it's there, buddy, and it actually looks, it looks oh, really, cool. really cool, so I'm, I'm glad nice. that got to tie that in, so. Yeah, Justin, I did look for that when they posted the first picture of it, I zoomed in to see, you know, if that was on there, I was like, that's really cool that's on there. Yeah, and I will say this, Ryan, like, when I, when I draw that up it when i photoshopped it i couldn't quite get your dad's handwriting perfect so i kind of yeah. do a little bit of editing i did the best i could but it's all on there so oh that's awesome you even put it on there that's cool oh but and it's we, that's a we little incorporated that man. because ryan does this for, for a lot of other families he a lot of people don't know he, he's a pretty good innovator in the funeral business and uh, Megan was telling me that they take like people like mom and dad's signatures and they put it on, you know, stuff that he gives to the families, different materials. I don't know exactly what it is. He like makes lids for like the, the vaults will have pictures and signatures from people's parents and that, or family members of the past. And so not, not only is it, you know, like it, it's his dad's signature on there. That's a little bit of Ryan's signature, too, because that butterfly is his symbol, the monarch butterfly for the funeral home, and that. It kind of 
that's kind of ties Ryan and his dad together. I mean, his dad kind of helped, helped him get into the funeral thing. And, uh, that's as much Dave's signature. It's Ryan's signature too, because that's kind of the stuff he does. And he's known for around here doing with his business. Shit, that's pretty cool. You're most dependable employee. You know, my, my dad just helped at the funeral home part time. And, you know, the Oars owned the funeral home before the family. Uh, and dad was a farmer, of course, and he'd just come in and would help part time. And, of course, being a young kid, you just follow your dad, you know. So I, being the youngest, my brothers didn't really get into all that stuff. But I, I mowed the grass at the funeral home when I was young. And uh, my dad was always hauling flowers and doing stuff and just helping them. So going to pick up people at the airport, things like that. So I rode with him a lot, and that's what really got me started in the business. I never really dreamed that that's what I was going to do. I bought a hmm. farm when I got out of high school with my middle brother, you know, because I, I planned on farming. But I quickly learned with two brothers and a dad, you know, there wasn't enough for everybody. So that's kind of how I ended up in the funeral business. I just, God kind of had a different plan for what I was supposed to do. Hmm. You know, God has, different, God has a different plan for all of us. We just got to choose to listen and follow it. <laughs> that's that's yeah. right. That's that's really the story behind my logo at the funeral home. It's the butterfly. And I've always said, you know, I felt like my purpose was to help explain the circle of life to people. You know, yeah. with what we do, it's, it's a sad time for people. But if we can help people understand that there's a bigger purpose of what we're doing here. You know, we, have a, we have a children's theater in our funeral home, and I put that in there 15 years ago when I didn't even own the funeral home. We get a whole theater set in there just for the kids. And the idea is to get kids to come to a funeral and not be afraid of the place. We do all kinds of stuff, you know, in the community. We, Halloween's a big thing in our town, so we started Halloween at our funeral home. But we didn't want to do it to scare them. We give out hot dogs and big bags of candy and hot chocolate and we just want to get people around us and let us know that we're human. You know, we eat, sleep, and breathe, and we tractor pole and like to have a good time, and we just like families. We're not just that's pretty awesome. Waiting for people to die. It's part of life, but that doesn't mean we have to be sad. We need to celebrate it. How many times well, that's, level that's with us, here, level you know. with us here? How many times when there's nobody in the funeral home and you haven't got anything going on, how often do you sneak into the theater and just watch pulling? <laughs> yeah, we do that once in a while. We, we've kind of upgraded now the shop. You know, we got a pretty nice man cave over here. So but back in the day, there was a lot of pulling videos streamed up on the uh, kids' room uh, TV, that's for sure. We had to shut the train off, though. We got a train track that runs up around the ceiling of the funeral home. Well, that's just too damn loud. You can't hear pro stocks. Yeah, that's true. You couldn't hear the turbo spool up with that. Right, exactly. That's ridiculous. We can't have that. No. No, it's up on office. Well, hey, back, well back. boys, we passed. Go ahead, Justin. I was just in a, uh, the, the monarch butterfly thing. So one of my uh, relatives works down in Texas for that. And I didn't know this, but since we was talking about it, I just thought I'd share it. When they migrate south, there's places down there where they shut the interstate down so the butterflies can cross the highway. That's I didn't know that. That's pretty freaking cool. That's crazy. Wow. No. Huh. That's so wild. On, on no, this Halloween, that's, uh, 
we used to do, do it. we would be out under the awning, and colder than hell. Well, one year that I wasn't able to help was the first year he decided to move it into the garage. We got a heater where the heater is. Well, all them years I froze my butt off out there doing hot chocolate <laughs> and hot dogs and all that. Well, the year I can't help, he decided to move it in the garage where it was. Well, usually I'm busy walking around shaking everybody's hand, talking to everybody, you know, so everybody else was serving the hot chocolate and doing the work. And I finally went out there, and I'm like, man, it's freezing out here. What are we doing outside? We, let's get around the garage where we're making tents, you know. There's no sense of sitting out here. So now we had 660 kids last year come to our Halloween to the funeral. Wow. In a town of 5,300. That's wow. insane. So it's it's the place to come. You know, people, they come there, and they get, get their hot chocolate, go trick-or-treat all night long, and then they come back again when they're cold, so. It really makes a great place to do. Wow, nice. I was a little bit. Bub, Bub hasn't grandpa. said anything in a while. Is he still awake? Are you still I'm awake? Still over awake. There? I'm watching the dome races here. They're pretty good tonight. <laughs> oh, for the love! <laughs> you gotta love all motorsports. You can't just love one. I understand. I understand. <laughs> They got it streamed on the TV up there. I'm watching that, listening to you. And yeah, here's the very good tonight. He got seventh tonight. I'll tell you how big of a fan of tractor pulling my dad was when he passed away on top of his vault lid. I came up to the idea several years ago uh, for Wilbert that makes our vaults to do pictures on top of vault lid. And our Louisville picture with all of our family and all of us. The first year that we won was my mom and dad's 50th wedding anniversary. My mom wanted to always go to Hawaii. And my dad knew that we had a really good shot. He knew that we had something for him. And he looked at my mom and he says, well, I know you want to go to Hawaii, but we're going to go to the tractor pull because I think he's going to win. <laughs> so they, they loaded up. And they come to the tractor pull at Louisville. We won on their 50th wedding anniversary. And we put that picture on top of his vault lid, and you know I was able to sign it, write him a little note right there by it. But that's how big of a fan he was, and he he you know put that in front of his anniversary. Everything was about family to my dad. Yeah. I remember that because I think Butch asked about it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I think somebody what told him about anniversary, and Butch was talking about. It. Yeah. Remember that. Now that's awesome. That, yeah. That's so that I've learned, that Ryan's learned, we've talked about it quite a bit. And it goes for anybody that's watching or listening to this. Take the pictures. Have the memories. Yes. Because when it's when it's over, you're gonna wish you did if you didn't do it. Hundred percent. And we both didn't realize as much of it until we went back to find pictures to do things. And now that I mean there were a fair amount. But there's never enough. Yep. I found one when I was putting the creative for when I put the uh, artwork together for uh, um, the thumbnail for this show tonight. I stumbled on a photo that I'd never that I had completely forgotten that I'd taken. I never I probably never even looked at it. Um, But and Ryan, I'll send it to you. It's um, uh, 2019 in Rockwell. And uh, dad is standing there as you're tightening the chain and, and 
winding, you know, twisting her tail and about to let go. And dad's just kind of standing there watching right next to you. You can go back and look at the creative. It, it's, it's right there in the thumbnail. That's cool. I never knew that I took that photo. Um, you know, I mean, and, and, and to my own discredit, so often I'm looking for an action shot and, you know, by now I've got plenty of those of your tractor and especially from Rockwell, um, because when they run you on that far track, my, one of the lenses that I rely on can really do a good job. And, uh, but as it turned out that particular evening, we got a good one. I got a good one of, of, of dad. I mean, you, you won't be able to print it up huge, but, um, you know, yeah. I'll send it to you. It's uh, kind of cool. That doesn't get said enough about in tractor pulling, and I think it a lot. Thank you to all the guys that take the pictures. Adam, yourself, Adam Wilson. I mean, the last, I don't know, probably week or two, I've been on Adam Wilson studying the Louisville video that he's got. And he's, he, he does it from above, and you can see. You can yep. see in the weight box how many weights they were putting in and just see what everybody else was doing. And you can study and learn a lot from the photos you guys take. And there's a lot of times we'll go over at tractor pulls, like we'll do something different with tires and ask the guys taking photos along the track. Can we see the photos you took? Because you can't see it so much in a video. But then when we yep. go back and look at their photos, we can really see more of what the tires were doing and, things like that and we owe you guys a lot of big thanks for the coverage that you give us one and then two the the help it, it helped us pullers see what's going on we're, we're big on data we're big on video um we do a lot of work with cody with corsa of course our tractor looks like it's going in for heart transplant every time it runs everywhere it goes or the dyno but that's how we learn so much too and yeah, but pictures are a, a big part of it. A lot bigger. We don't. You guys don't get enough thank yous for the time you guys put in to do that. And, no, and tractor pullers really use them. We really study them. Yeah, it's definitely not just for the fans and for the media. It's... Yeah, we've. Um, I had. Uh, I'll. I'll tell a quick story because we've been on for two hours and ten minutes and. That's two hours and 10 minutes that none of you are ever going to get back. And we, we appreciate you guys donating the time. Um, but uh, will we get compensation for that? Yes. Yes. Moral, moral Justin, you just need to come to my house so that it's all my list. We can have a good time on a weekend. It's I've only been trying to get you, you and Jules to come up and, and spend a weekend with Kara and I for five freaking years. But whatever. it ain't been five, has it? Oh yeah, every bit of it. But um e times Ryan DeBru came and Ryan DeBru came after me one year. Um after um, oh it was a, actually after Hillsboro. Um he came and, and uh sought me out. Ryan and I have been friends for a long time, but he's like, I need to see your photos from Hillsboro and I need to see the ones from XYZ number of feet. They were trying to track down an issue that they could not see in videos but when we showed you know when he looked at some of the photos he was able to see where something was leaking what point in time during the run which 
he could, you know, back out of that where the, you know, he could figure out at what point, you know, in, in pressure and so on and so forth, that things were starting to fail and he was starting to leak. And uh, I believe that was one of the years that he won a championship. So, you know, if I'm being a smart ass, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say I helped him win that. Um, whether I did or not, I, I, I don't know, but, you know, I'll argue with him about it and, and we'll have a drink about it later. But um, we do appreciate that. And Cody Vanderholm, I know he, I, Cody hasn't taken too many shots of um, uh, the checking out tractor. And that's mainly because he just hasn't gotten to very many NTPA hooks. Actually, none, I don't think. Have you? No. I've shot, uh, I've shot the tractor three times. So yeah. that's about it. Two farms, two farm shows and a, and a, uh, Midwest Winter Nationals yep. or the other way around? Yep. No, yeah. Two farm shows. Yep. Well, so we'll get him. We'll get him to, if, uh, if Ryan knows how to put them up on the screen, that, that they're there. So shut your pie hole. But uh, to, to the same aspect, like, uh, you know, you deal with a lot of family teams that it's, you know, father, daughter, father, and son, or, you know, whatever the case may be, is they're, they're focused on the run and they don't get to see that from a different aspect. So mm -hmm. the photos and videos make a huge difference to them because they're not worried about that aspect. They're worried about making sure the tractor is hooked, ready to go down the track and they're watching it go down the track. And it's an afterthought yep. of what do we do after the fact? And that's, you know, then they're looking for the photos and videos from that aspect. So. Yeah. I can never remember to turn on the GoPro. I get in trouble every year. <laughs> turn on the GoPro. Turn on the GoPro. I always forget to turn on the GoPro. We win. I get the tractor set in the right spot. We can wait it right, but I forget to turn on the GoPro. Cody, doesn't <laughs> GoPro have an doesn't GoPro have an app where you can connect to it from yeah, the phone? DJ does Don't. that now. He's got it on his phone or whatever. He uh, turns right. it on himself now. He got rid of me. I got fired. I couldn't do that part of it. I don't trust. I can get close enough. You got if you're not close enough, it won't. Yeah. I tried. Yeah, that I one, suppose I tried that one time, and I thought this is gonna be the greatest thing ever, and it quit like ten seconds before I even got hooked to the sled. And I was like, "You son of a bitch!" And I was just like, "That's the last time ever." So yeah, after that, it's a, yeah. And I think Mark Ham's one of the famous ones that uh, I think he had uh, Mark Ulmer. I think was the one trying to get the GoPro to turn on every single time, and it it never happens. So if he turns it on, like he crawls up in the tractor, he's like, "I turned on the GoPro." Mark will turn it off before because he, yep. he just remembered it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, you can't rely on those things at all. Just. Couple, a couple years ago on. at the Midwest Winter Nationals, we actually had a guy put a GoPro on the back because we put on new tires and it allowed us to see how much dirt we were moving. We was afraid the lug was too tall and we were afraid we were going to stack the buckboard with too much dirt. And he's like, well, I can help with that. And he put a GoPro on the back and we're in the pits afterwards watching a GoPro just looking at the front of a sled going down the track watching how much dirt is stacking going down the track yep yeah but that's like the stuff like that's i mean i'll be honest it's stuff that course it doesn't tell you you know or, yeah. or some of that data logging doesn't tell you and it's it helps you guys understand what's going on on the run it's it seems like a you know it happened so quick in such a short run but that's still details that you guys can use to make it better for the next pass and yeah that's that's the stuff that's hard to hard to understand you know what do i change what i do so kudos to you guys for looking at that data and making changes based off of it 
Yep. One little every advantage you can take. Take it. Pictures. Probably one of my favorite pictures I have is from Bowling Green, and it's Bub and me. I think Bub's in there. Uh, Ryan, Justin, and Dave, and Bub's wife took it. It's hotter shit, and we're sitting <laughs> outside the hauler, and the wind's blowing through there, and every one of us is passed out. <laughs> just one of them days. It was so hot, and you sat down, and you know it's, it's a lot of work. Well, you guys, you guys saw. The, I don't know if you saw that where uh, I exchanged a picture. And I signed a helmet, gave it to that little boy in the Bowling Green. I, don't know if you guys I was going to ask you to tell that story. So, so the typical dad story. So I was up doing something, talking to somebody, and this little boy come by looking for an autograph a couple times. And dad kind of felt bad for him, and one of my hero cards was there. So apparently, he just wrote dad on this card to this little boy. He wrote his name and. He just wrote dad on it because he was my dad. And this little boy went home and realized, you know, what had happened with my dad at Shipshawani and kind of heard about all that. And he told his dad that he wanted to return that to me. And the, the little the kid's dad said, well, why would you want to do that? I'm sure he would want you to have it. And he said, well, dad, you know, if, if something happened to you, he said, I would want it back. He said, so I'm going to take it back and give it to Ryan. So his dad contacted me, and I'll tell you what, it says a lot for, for the dad, and it says a lot for the little boy. They're wonderful people. We got to meet, meet them and talk to them and spend a lot of time with them. And, you know, I thought, what can I do for that little kid that would, would mean a lot to him? You know, it meant a lot to me for him to return that to me. So I took one of my old helmets that I wore, and I signed it, and I gave it to him and exchanged it for that picture. So... And they had framed it and everything. Just a typical poem story of just great people, you know, not only fans, but also people in the sport. We just connected and got to spend a lot of time with them. Yeah, he got to go to the winter circle with us this year at Bowling Green. And yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a neat yeah. story. Well, that's what we need Didn't to get Trevor like, back call there. Call him honorary crew captain. chief or something? What's up? Was he honorary crew chief or something for the weekend or something? I remember. Yeah, we just kind of took him with us everywhere we went. We went yeah. to the winter circle, and yeah. I said, get on up here. You're part of the crew. So he's in our picture. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. We need to awesome. get Trevor around the tractor this weekend. Let him. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that'll, that'll be cool. And, and his eyes will light up. Hell, he might try and get you on on his tractor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, just I mean that's the touching part of polling that people maybe don't see is that what they see the drivers as heroes. You know where the drivers mm -hmm. don't feel that way, but some people do see these drivers as heroes. Yep. No. Yep. All right, boys. Well, should we put a fork in this one? Call it. We're at two hours, 20 minutes almost. I think so. All right. Well, in the meantime, um, uh, one last comment on the uh, on the, the fundraising for uh, cancer research and so on and so forth. Um, Charles and Adam and I are still kind of hammering out how we're going to do this with the how we can get people to, you know, get a link for people to donate 
But if you want to do something good right now, right here and now, before you go to bed, um, go to Justin Stuckenschneider's feed or mine or uh, Ryan. I'm sure you're on there. And Adam, you're probably on there, too. Um, hit the link that Justin shared because you can buy tickets uh, online for the for the raffle tractor. And, uh, you know, if we draw your name, you're going to get a beautiful tractor. Um, or you can, you know, you can turn it back in and, and turn it into some cash or whatever you want. But every dollar of that goes straight to cancer research. Um, you know, and if we raise, if Justin's tractor or if the raffle tractor raises 25 grand, maybe it funds a hospital, keeps the lights on in a hospital for 10 minutes. So maybe in that 10 minutes, that's when something really, really big happens. You know, I mean, we're all wanting to see uh, see this disease go go away, so we never have to you know deal with that kind of a loss again, or you know, in Adam's case, you know, have it take away, you know, completely change his life and turn it upside down and sideways. Um, so you know, what's one thing you can do right now? Go buy some tickets for a really kick ass tractor. So. Thanks for any final thoughts from, from you guys. I just want to thank all you guys for everything you've done for this raffle. Justin Stuckenschneider for building the tractor. Clint Tucker for even thinking and thinking of my tractor to do this with. And it's a great cause and it means a lot to me that you know you guys have taken initiative to do this for cancer research. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do our dead level best to to blow the roof off that joint and you know let's have a let's have a hell of a good time at the last Midwest Winter Nationals in Chipshawana. Let me repeat: the Midwest Winter Nationals is not dead. It will be probably be leaving Chipshawana after this year. It is not dead. Stop spreading rumors. The internet is a horrible place sometimes. Um, but. Uh, Let's have a heck of a good time. Let's raise a hell of a lot of money and uh, let's have a great time competing. You know, can't wait to see you guys there. Now, will you pull that ticket Saturday night? Yes, ticket will be pulled Saturday night. I will not be the guy uh, to, to pull it. So, no, I'm sorry. You cannot give me money to pull yours. You can have, you can have faith do it. That's a very good potential. That's a very good potential. Who's going to be the? She probably have fun doing it too. Yeah, she. Who's the announcers this year, Ruse? Uh, Charles for sure. Um, the rest I'm not sure of yet. I think Clint's still kind of trying to put a few of those things together. Okay. So, but you know, heck, we've. I mean, several of us have all watched Faith grow up. She smiled real pretty in a lot of pictures for me, so you know, yeah. maybe I can coax a few more out of her. Yeah, she's not too shy, so she probably wouldn't do it. Oh, good lord, no, she's not. So, all right, boys, well, let's call this one. Uh, let's call this one a night. Adam, go feel better. Thank you for joining us. I was going to ask you what uh, uh, what you were drinking, but um, my guess is you're probably drinking Gatorade, which Water. really sucks. Water. Because I had E.H. Taylor tonight, and I was looking forward to having E.H. Taylor with you. I uh, but, What did I just get the other day? 
that I I was gonna crack open, and I was like, oh, I just I can't right now. Oh, the new uh, or Elijah Craig nine twenty three barrel proof, the whiskey of the, the bourbon of the year for this year. Okay, so for those of you who don't know Adam real well, he makes all of us bourbon nerds look like absolute chumps. He is an absolute snob when it comes to that. You gotta see the cool stuff he's got in his cabinet. Yeah. And there's Adam, a, you better a, bring some of it with you uh, to ship. There's about 300 plus in there now. Good Lord. Yeah, Man, there's I a thought, lot. I thought I was proud about 52 when I was at my peak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, remember yeah. That, Adam, that very first bottle of bourbon that I bought was an Elijah Craig uh, barrel proof at, at uh, Heaven Hill with Marie. Yeah. Is that the that one was Jody the very signed? the first one. It was a. Uh, um, Five uh, seventeen, I want to say. It was in 2017 yeah. when we were there. Wow. Yeah. And um, well, let's let's uh, let's make sure we have a pour or two or seven. Uh, I mean, I got chips on this traveling year. bags now. They're wine bags, oh. but I made them into bourbon bags. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. <coughs> Maybe we'll get to checking out boys to enjoy some bourbon with us. There we go. They can put yeah, Coors we'll Light to... aside for a night. And I, and I got a night. You saw the one bottle that I got the fuck answer bottle. So yeah, yep. I did. Yep. Yeah. So all right, that, boys. That you guys was... have a good night and uh, have a very merry Christmas and uh, happy New Year. And uh, gosh, before you know it, it's uh, it's going to be time to see five naked chins and. Go tractor pulling and raise a heck of a lot of money. There you go. Let's do it, boys. All right. See you guys. Thanks Thanks again. See you guys. Thanks. Later. Hasta. Come on. Wow my my computer is apparently falling asleep. I it won't let me kill this. Ha! We're stuck here till my laptop dies. This is ridiculous. That is a scary thought. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Cody, do you have the button? Can you hit the the end stream button? Oh, there we go. I got it. All right, guys. See ya.